0: I don't know how any of you, none of you guys like second the motion, the biscuits and gravy aren't like a top tier mm. breakfast. Food. No, no, I don't
1: have biscuits
2: it often and gravy
0: enough.
3: is is hard tied. Like it's very hard for me to to give me one or the other and then a whole bunch of other options. If you offer me if you offer me cold pizza and a whole bunch of the other options, I'm going for the cold pizza. If you offer me biscuits and gravy and a whole bunch of other options, I'm going for the biscuits and gravy it'd be very difficult for me to decide between the two and kind of more up to my mood if they're both offered in the morning. I can't uh, find um,
4: decent biscuits and gravy up Why didn't we morph? just
1: lag out for a minute?
3: <clears throat> That's one way to ruin the conversation.
1: Sorry, it's just like everyone just lagged out and went robotic for like two seconds.
3: Not on my end.
1: That's I didn't see
3: either. Your computer may be updating. Uh Zeph. Yes. Oh, I got a couple options for you if you're willing to commute. Uh oh. Not gonna <laughs> but like, not gonna dox us by you know, saying where we
0: are, but I'll send you a DM. Yeah. But like what I'm all I'm saying is like biscuits and gravy, top tier shit. Yeah. But still breakfast burritos though. Breakfast burritos are where it's at. I, I will give you um, that. Like a, a burrito, I mean, I'm not yeah. Burrito. I guess I could agree I like, with no. that. Like
1: if I am like not very hungry, or if like I am breakfast... leaving work early in the morning, then yeah, I'll grab a breakfast burrito or something from like Dunkin's or whatever, like one of those wake up wraps or whatever that is. Breakfast
0: burger. burger. But like a burrito is just such a better tool for transporting food to your face. It's an edible spoon.
5: It is a
1: good tool. <sighs>
0: I feel like I should introduce the show. Omelette.
5: Oh,
3: right. We're doing a show. The
4: show is Omelette.
1: Yeah, you know, that's what the script was for yesterday. got written down again. Welcome back to
3: Night Owl Omelette, where we mix a whole bunch of D&D characters, slap some eggs on top of them, and that's how you make an omelette, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: and then
5: make sure they're scrambled by accidentally not doing that. Oh, y'all are going to be scrambled
3: by the end of the night. Uh, dude,
5: I kind of want to name this episode the Omelette episode. <laughs>
0: episode 41 Omelettes.
3: <laughs> Welcome oh. back to Night Owl Nerds, where we have spent the last 10 minutes discussing our favorite breakfast options. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? Oh, not enough caffeine tonight. Uh, I, I don't think
1: there's ever enough caffeine.
0: I gave speaking speaking of, zero of my last.
4: Hey, are we, do we still have uh, Joel delivering monsters to our desks? Because I haven't gotten my delivery in a while.
0: I have Red Bull in my
4: car. Well, send oh, Joel's fuck. ass over here and bring it to me.
3: <laughs> Joel's on vacation this week.
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, that would explain why I'm not getting my Red
3: Bull. Some, something <laughs> about a wedding ceremony for his and his neighbor's dogs. I don't know. It seemed ridiculous, but he had the PTO in his bank, so <laughs> couldn't really deny it.
1: Each their own, I guess. I, I'm uh, sure the dogs don't care less, but. Anyways.
3: Well, uh, well I, I don't know. I don't ask. I do not ask our employees. About their lives. I figure with our track record of firing people, I'm not going to build connections.
5: I thought them. it was in their contract they're not allowed to have lives.
6: Uh, that's
3: only for the interns.
5: Uh, yeah, yeah. They sleep in the
6: Seamus uh downstairs. shared a top-tiered joke with me the other night. Uh, yeah? What's, what's the best part of starting a new job? I don't know. What all, all four of your grandparents are alive again.
1: I was waiting for a dead parent joke, honestly. But I guess it's a a grander grand, joke. Yeah, a grander joke.
3: <laughs> that being said, do we have any major announcements? <laughs> before no? we jump into this. No? No one?
5: Did you expect Sadie? I
3: don't know. Xander.
5: He's once dead. Re- i good, re- just
3: run it. No, no, no. Once you regain your composure, run the plug.
0: I don't know what plug we're talking about.
3: Well, you did it last
0: week. Oh, the fucking merch. The fucking merch. The fucking what merch plug. I'm not run? even wearing that hat because I didn't want to get it dirty. I forgot. What the fuck am I doing? Holy shit. All right. Ugh, got the right hat on. Let's go. <clears throat> the fucking merch store, dude. I I've got a I've got stickers on the way. Yep.
6: Oh shit. I totally forgot to place these orders. There. Your saturation <laughs> of your your camera, I can't see your logo, dog. Oh, oh wait. It, it doesn't a little little help. Yeah. A little
0: closer. A little closer? My entire fucking room is dark. What? A little closer. Uh, it's not going to focus. <laughs> None of us are focused. It's my it, my mine, camera's focused but... on my face. It's not an autofocus. <laughs> but yeah, Night Owl Nerds merch is, is live.
5: Fucking I check it out. I could steal one to show it off, but I, I don't know.
1: I can get you, you a should, sweatshirt.
0: You should check it out down below. The window that you're watching in right now, in the About section, there's a link straight to the merch store. Top tier shit. It's all great. All of it. Go. Spend your money. Because it all just circles back to the show. Bet
4: it all. Yeah, who yeah. needs rent? It, it, Capitalism.
5: If, you
0: want, really if you want top-tier financial advice from someone that's studying accounting, bet it all on black on the hoodies. Don't, don't go for the red hoodies. Always bet it all on black.
7: Okay.
3: So yes, please, feel free to check out our merch <laughs> store. We have myriad options, various things, all slapped with our various logos, images from our the in-game maps, um, and just various things to show your support for the show. We love it. And yeah, all sales come right back to the show to help us fund things like setting John up with a new computer, which should be live by next week's game.
7: Whee!
3: No, it's half live. Uh, We'll get there. I forgot to give you my half of the stuff ah uh, anyway
1: i mall... can honestly drop it off tomorrow on my way to work you could Cause, like i drive mall that way anyway
3: next week will be a little weird as we are uh-uh. i
5: think it says unfay
3: yeah, next week is the continuation of Unfey Grave's One-Shot. We should probably reach out to the players and let them know that's happening. Could help.
1: Yeah, I wasn't aware that was happening next week.
3: Uh, yeah.
1: Well, I'm going to be unavailable next week. Oh, that's why. Okay.
3: Yeah. Arson's unavailable. Yeah, so I think it's just because Arson's unavailable. Um, Alright, then I need to work on fucking kids.
5: seeking that map then. That's you know, I, I can't really play easily from a car.
3: You could if you tried.
5: Anyway, yeah, if I tried.
3: Anything else
1: quality to be addressed
3: yeah. before we get back to this
6: madness? Small news. Viking, myself, turns 30 during this game episode. And Everybody Hooray. cheer. Yay! Uh, midlife crisis. So be prepared. <laughs> and, uh... Great, so
3: he's a Friday the Thirteenth baby.
1: Aww, yay!
6: Yep, yep.
3: All right. That being said, let's get back into this nonsense. Can can okay.
0: we sing "Happy Birthday" in character at midnight? <laughs> no.
5: Sounds like I, a horrible idea.
2: At midnight, at midnight, we all give it the boo.
4: <laughs> Honestly, who votes we'll do the it during bard? Break. It's Ooh. fine. Who votes the bard should sing in character.
3: Uh, all right.
5: No. You know, bring and out my very out of tune viola that only has maybe two strings working.
3: Yes. Let's do this. So we return to our main campaign, Fate's Split. Last time, on Fate's Split, Encouragement. Finally trudge their way across Glacius Lake. Faced off with a massive tempest, seemingly set in place as part of a defense mechanism for the tower itself, they came to face-to-face with a massive elemental demanding that they prove their worth for passage to the tower. However, during combat, it would seem that some other entity wanted the party to get to the tower, assisting in the combat, draining the watery essence from the elementals. The party found unique ways to descend the massive waterfalls to the base of the sunken tower, not the least of which involved falling from a 40-foot height onto one's face a couple of times, dragging a massive snake along with you, gently escalating down upon a wall of water, and then yeeting oneself and one's party member off the edge, only to cast Featherfall, so that only one party member was truly embarrassed in the fall. Upon approaching the tower, the party found that it was quite in disrepair, covered in thorny vines and rubble. While the door lay ajar, They could not see past the threshold. And upon stepping into said threshold, each party member seemed to have been teleported randomly to different floors within the tower. The party now split. We rejoin part of it. We now see Crystal and Gurn. The ground upon which you stand is cracked, heavily damaged, and covered in various twigs and animal bones. Breaks in the walls around you allow sunlight, what little there is, to pour in, affording you small amounts of visibility. Though it would seem that the crumbling walls around you make this terrain a bit hazardous. In this moment, you do not see any of your other party members. But what you do see is a massive nest seemingly built from the various twigs and vines that, had, that were growing along the outside of the tower. You stand here with the winds of the tempest outside blowing across the breaks in the, the exterior walls. What would you like to do?
5: Crystal is going to uh, look over at Gurn. So I'm like, it's only us, I think. We have no clue where, like, anyone else is.
6: Gurn's going to look around and see that It is just them. You are...
7: It is just Gern and you.
5: Like, yeah. And, like, I don't see them, like, around anywhere. So, like, maybe we could find them? only, like, there was a way we could, like, communicate with any of them. Just, like, send a message or something.
7: Do this look like we inside the tower?
5: Um, like, maybe, um, like, I'm not sure.
6: Gern's gonna, like, check out this bird nest and... He's going to take a look around us to what he can see. Does it seem like he's inside of a tower?
3: You are surrounded by darkened, cracked stone, collapsed walls, and even from your angle, you have a slight point of view through the cracks in the outer walls, and you can just see the top edge of the surrounding waterfalls. Okay. Your assumption would be that you're within the tower on an upper floor.
6: Do from what I can see does it seem like I'm elevated? like, Or does it seem like I'm ground floor from where I was, because I watched everybody else descend from the top of the waterfalls. So I'd be familiar with how high up I was looking.
3: Yeah, and as I just described, as you look through the cracks in the walls, you can see the top edge of the waterfalls outside. So yes, you are quite elevated.
7: Gern, don't think we're on the bottom.
5: So I'm um, like, we're on a random floor?
6: Gern's going to point to the the cracks of what we could see of the uh, edge of the waterfall.
7: Just Triple's to point going out, out the fact. Look
5: over and notice it. Okay, so like we're pretty like high, it seems.
7: Kern hmm. don't know what make this.
5: Well, um, I don't think we should run into whatever made that. Any like ideas on how to find everyone else?
3: As you stand here in a moment of silence, what are your passive perceptions?
5: Twelve.
6: Guarantee perception, fourteen. Okay.
3: Crystal, for a moment, you swear you hear the fluttering of large wings outside of the tower.
5: Um, like, I think I just heard something. Really, like, hoping it's not the thing that owns that nest, though.
6: Gern's going to crouch down and move silently trying to keep Crystal pretty close to him Okay, if
3: you're going to try to move silently uh, Crystal, are you doing so as well? Uh, yeah I need both of you to roll stealth That is
6: a 15 from Gern
5: That is an 18 from Crystal.
6: Okay.
3: As you continue to venture around, you find larger sections of uh, larger pieces of twigs and huge amounts of rubble. As you look to your north, you start to see the outline of what may have been the remains of a massive stairwell spiral staircase leading downwards. However, the path upwards has been completely destroyed and the ceiling has collapsed upon it.
6: Is it out of reach to be able to get up onto this platform to the right of where is?
3: The cracks in front of you appear to be uh, uh, too many buttons. The cracks in front of you appear to be Ten to fifteen feet wide, and as you peer down into the crack, you cannot see the floor below you.
5: So, not a good idea to walk over there.
3: I would mm-hmm. not suggest it. I don't
7: think we just. Quiet if we can.
5: Yeah, like that sounds like a good idea. Um any ideas on like finding everyone else?
7: We went in door and came here. If we find another door we might go to another baton tower.
3: As you guys are having this conversation and continue wandering around, you notice another large nest. And then from your northwest, you swear you hear the soft call of a bird, almost like a song. But it's like it's trying to whisper to itself. It's very quiet. But
7: you can just faintly hear it. Oh, you want me to torture this away?
5: Um, like sure. Hopefully, we don't run directly into anything. And maybe we'll find someone else on the way?
7: Gurn will keep you safe.
5: But like I could also help.
3: As you continue moving, I need you guys to another roll another stealth check. As the area you're walking into appears to be strewn with the bones of large aquatic animals.
6: 16? What is twenty-four from Gurn. The fuck did Gurn roll with twenty-four in stealth? I uh, rolled the 17 and he has a uh, proficiency Damn, alright
3: So yes, as you guys continue walking around you find yourselves another nest Around it appears to be the bones of large aquatic animals Somewhat like a fish But you almost vaguely recognize one of these as the the man-bearfish.
6: Hmm. And it is picked clean, yeah?
3: Absolutely
6: clean. Not a single piece
3: of meat or sinew is left on this.
7: That's... bearfish.
5: Well, like, I... Guess whatever lives here caught
3: one? As you guys continue, you suddenly hear a very loud flapping sound coming from the north end of this room. It would seem that you are not alone on this floor as you look out you peer out across the lake from your vantage point you can see the top of the waterfall and out into the protective tempest as you look around the corner for only a moment you see a couple of strange humanoid like birds clinging to the vines on the exterior of the tower as soon as they notice you poke your heads out of this hole they fly off into the distance.
5: Well, um, those, like, might have been the, the things that made, like, the nests.
7: I don't think they would have carried i
5: Um, like why?
7: I don't have any way to grip it.
5: So, maybe there's like something else?
3: From behind you, you hear something land in the nest that you had passed. As you turn around, you see what appears to be a strange human-and-owl hybrid. A woman, standing all of about five and a half feet tall, covered in dark feathers. She looks at you, her face shaped, somewhat humanoid, somewhat bird-like, a sharp beak at her mouth, but softer features around the edges with feathers pluming from the back of her head. She looks at you and cocks her head to the side. You'd be surprised what we can do in numbers.
5: I'm like, is that a threat or a statement?
3: It's a statement. We mean you no harm.
5: I'm like, okay.
3: I must ask, how how are you here right now? We, like, oh. went through a door. You, you didn't fly here.
7: Gern, I went in the door downstairs.
3: That's it. That's him. You're not, you're not here to expel us, are you?
7: Uh, do you know... Where. Moss and Sreen and Uchis and Isis.
3: I. I have no idea what you're talking about.
5: I'm like, we're looking for our, um. pals.
3: I'm. Sorry, I, I, I don't know of anybody else here. I didn't even realize you were here until my friends were startled
6: Vern's looking around does he see anyone else or is it just the one bird person thus far
3: Uh, go ahead and roll perception
6: That's going to be a 14.
3: The 14. You do notice that from your vantage point, just past this bird like woman you're speaking to, two more creatures seem to have tried to sneak in through an outer wall and are trying to hide within one of the nests. General insight. Oh, that's an 18... Uh, 18. Uh, based on their demeanor, they are terrified. Um... Well, if, if you're not here to run us out, why are you here?
7: Gern... Mm-hmm. Just know that... is ending and we have to be here Girl, don't know much
5: yeah we were like told to come here
3: Cool. who told
5: you do you like know um, Northam
3: I'll be honest with you, I don't know anybody. We kind of... My flock and I landed here a couple of years ago. Blown in by the storm, it seemed like a safe place to be. It's ample food within the waters, and the storm surrounding this place is... It prevents people like you from coming in and killing us.
7: Gurn. Gurn, don't. kill you.
3: I appreciate that. If. if you're. If you're not here to harm us, and you have friends to get to, we might be able to help.
5: But well, you can, like, help us get to the other floor?
3: The. I mean, the easiest way would be the stairwell. We could help you get to that. The, we, we've flown all up and down the tower. There are no other breaks in the walls. This is... This is the only
7: floor with breaks. Are you an actual owl? I'm... No.
3: Though my lineage does come from owls originally.
7: Can pet you.
6: Huh?
5: Russell will to hide laughter by hearing this.
3: Roll
6: persuasion. Gross. As he says um. that he's gonna start walking forward a little bit. <laughs> I just rolled a nineteen. Uh, persuasion. I don't have any bonus. Nineteen.
3: Oh. She's very very hesitant
6: as you approach, but she does kind of lower her head to give you a better angle. Gern gets closer, and as he reaches and he turns so that he uses the back of his hand and just pets the top of the plumage on
3: her head. Her feathers are incredibly soft. And as she feels your gentleness in your approach, she seems to relax a bit, and she outstretches her wings, and they are beautiful. light and dark brown striations throughout the feathers, large wings. While she lacks arms, her wings are magnificent.
6: How 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 large is her wings outstretched?
3: Uh her wingspan outstretched is maybe fifteen feet.
6: Oh, like tip to tip. Yeah. Vern could make an awesome blanket.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um if if we're Do, do we have an agreement? Leave us alone and we'll help you get to the stairwell? As uh, you yes. are continuing to pet her plumage.
5: Gert? Yeah, uh, stop Stop petting the, the them. Kay.
7: It is almost like meme silk.
3: I I, I take. Pl- please stop. I, I take a lot of pride in.
7: I so- I'm sorry
3: she kind of it, like back. she rapidly shakes her head and it's like she allowed it but you can see it it got to the point of discomfort
7: oh do you do you know how to find my friend
3: i i don't know how to find your friends but i can tell you where we are on the top so we're at the top of this tower, so if they're in here they, they would have to be on a lower level.
5: Can you like help us get to the lower levels?
3: To, yes, as, as I mentioned in, in if you don't hurt us we'll we will carry you across the the break in the floor over there to the, to the stairwell and then okay. you can descend from there.
5: Well, like it's an agreement.
3: All, all, all right. so she kind of very awkwardly walks out of this nest and you can tell this creature is not accustomed to walking on its legs but it's trying not to invoke any negativity in this moment as it begins making its way up you notice that a couple of the other bird-like creatures have come back in and are trying to hide within the confines of their nest, hiding behind the raised edges. But as they look up and they see her approaching, she kind of looks at them and gives a few chirps, strange bird-like calls, and they kind of perk up and start following along. And as they approach the edge of the hole in the floor, they kind of wait for you. Are are you ready?
5: Um, yeah.
3: She looks at the two bird-like creatures that have just accompanied you. She gives a couple of chirps. They fly up and hover just above your head. She looks at you. Hold out your arms.
5: Chrysola uh, holds her arms out for them.
3: The two creatures, each one, grasps one of your arms and lift you up and carry you over to the edge of the stonework on the opposite, on the opposite side.
5: Um, thank you?
3: They just kind of chirp and then fly back, looking at her, and then at Gurn. A few more chirps are exchanged, and a couple more come flying over. You're, um, you're, you're, you're much bigger. Do, do you mind laying down and spreading your arms and legs?
6: You. Yeah. Gern lays down, and he he spreads it.
3: The four bird-like creatures fly up, each one taking a limb, and you are hoisted very shakily off the ground and carried over next to your friend. (laughs) The owl-like creature looks over to you from the other side of the crevice. You—you huh? you came on a good night. The moon still hangs high in the sky. We, um, but don't—don't uh, don't stay too long. During—during oh. during the time of the new moon, the tower awakens. We—we we tend to leave during those times
5: I'm um, like awakens how
3: it shakes it, it shakes and, and and growls as this we don't know what there's something living beneath the tower it, it grows restless when the moon does not hang.
7: What is our person' name? But
3: I, I don't know if you can pronounce it.
7: Gern would like to try. She looks
3: at you. my my name and she just starts letting out a series of chirps and whistles that I cannot replicate because noise cancellation on my mic would kill it please try I'm especially okay. not doing it
6: because my kids are asleep <laughs> Gern, after hearing it, turns and looks.
3: I know we've just met, but please don't say that about my mother. She was a sweetheart. Gern didn't mean
7: to. It's alright. It's your first time trying it. Gern won't try again. Thank you for Gern flying.
6: And Gern's gonna turn and start making his way towards the staircase.
3: Thank you for not killing us.
5: I'm like, thank you, too. Oh. is gonna turn to Gern once they're um out of earshot of the owl and bird creatures. Um, Gern? Just just like a note for like the future. Don't like pet people.
7: But it wasn't like a real person.
5: I'm like that. Don't pet like things that are terrified. Of you?
6: Gerns just kind of looks at you dumbfounded like why, why would she be mad like scared of me
7: Gerns didn't do nothing
5: like no no it's like not anything you did but um they all thought we were like gonna kill them so like maybe like the best idea isn't to just pet them when they think you are a threat
7: They had a whole bear fish.
5: Um, yeah, like they did.
7: They can fight.
5: (laughs) I'm like sure Lucius would agree.
3: As you guys (laughs) are having this conversation, you've been descending the stairwell. And you feel as though you should have reached another floor by now, but the stairwell just keeps going. Until you begin to see the faintest amount of light. Now we shall transition. Selene, Vice. When you walked through the threshold of the tower, you found yourselves thrown into what seemed to be an abandoned bedroom lined with bookshelves and shattered furniture and spiderwebs. A massive crack in the floor falls down into a seemingly endless void. During your time walking this small area, you found a strange circular plate of metal inlaid in the floor with intricate runic carvings that Vice managed to identify as a teleportation circle. From that point, you two decided to separate a bit as you wanted to look through the shattered bookcases around you.
0: Can I roll to see if I find any interesting books amongst the clutter?
3: Go ahead roll investigation.
1: Uh, Can I also do the same thing?
0: Go for it. Fucking exhaustion. That's an eleven.
7: Okay. Lean.
0: I lied. That's this that's a seven.
1: I got a thirteen.
3: Okay. As you two are rifling through these bookshelves, you find that most of the books have been thoroughly destroyed. Seemingly deliberately, pages torn out, ink run with water and or other solvents that were poured onto them as if, they were, as if someone was actively trying to destroy the contents of the books. From what little bits the two of you can glean, the books are written in common and seem to pertain mostly to transmutation magics and teleportation magics. However, Celine, you do come across one book that, while not focused on a particular family, seems to be kind of a how-to on genealogy, tracing someone's lineage. Um,
1: I'm going to... Pick the book up and then make my way over to Vice. Um,
3: do you walk across the plate to do so?
1: Yes.
3: As soon as you step foot on the plate, you vanish.
1: Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> Don't. Don't. Back oh. off.
0: Can I roll perception to see if I notice? When it happens? Or would you like to use my passive?
3: That falls under passive. 12. You heard Celine behind you rifling through some bookshelves. You heard her take like two steps and gone.
0: So, Vice has been going through these books and in his tired state, any ones that have been like destroyed or rendered unreadable through multiple pages being ripped out, or uh, the ink runneth over, mm. he's been just tossing into the abyss beside him, as to not look at them twice. Just down the, <laughs> down the hole they go. Okay. You do
3: not um, hear them land.
0: Um, In the moment, he probably wouldn't have thought anything of Celine just like not stepping still. Uh, Until he went to go to another bookshelf and like turns to look and she's not there. Okay. Uh,
3: As your vision reclarifies you look around and you find yourself on a slab of stone seemingly still within the tower. Sections around you have significantly cracked and spiderwebs are just about everywhere. You You do notice that, that across the crevice appear to be the shattered remains of crates. What would either of you like to do in this moment?
1: For something real quick so right uh, right you can go so okay. I get up check out something real fast if you have anything um Selene's gonna wild shape into a spider
3: okay cool you're a spider now
1: and then she's going to go across the web in front of her Okay. to make her way down to the crates to see if there's anything interesting. Move your token. Okay.
3: The only time I'm going to take control of your tokens on this floor is if you step on a plate. So as you, in your spidery form, look around... Which spider form did you take? Just a basic wolf spider? Just a content? basic,
1: uh, I don't know, just a basic stat spider block. Okay. I didn't so, go with so any special ones.
3: A basic little spider. So it takes you a while to get over there. We'll get back to Vice during the five minutes it takes you to walk this massive distance as a tiny spider. But as you're looking up at the shattered remains of these crates, Roll Investigation.
1: I got an 11.
3: The crates almost seem to have been deliberately smashed. While you are doing this, Vice,
0: Celine. Selene, this isn't funny. Where the hell did she go? Do I see any trace of her near the circle?
3: I mean, aside from the disturbances and the dust on the floor from where she was standing at the bookcase there seems to be a slight, you know, disturbance between the bookcase and the plate of metal and then nothing.
0: Vice isn't going to think twice about stepping on the plate as he steps closer to the bookcase.
3: As soon as you step as soon as you step onto the plate you are yoked. And find yourself standing on another plate.
7: Bro.
0: This. This isn't the same. Celine?
3: Celine, at this point you can hear him. Though you are a spider, so good luck Answered.
0: Um. I cannot see her at that distance, can I?
3: She is a spider the size of your finger
7: so no
0: oh I don't think I can see at all right now you can't
3: at this moment you are blind because the dancing lights the dancing lights that Celine had cast dancing lights only last for a minute and a minute would have passed within this time and you can't recast it in animal form
0: And also us being teleported away from where they were would just break them. Yeah, because the distance is is too much. So I can't see at all because my dancing lights are gone. So those immediately come up when I realize I can't see. Okay. I don't like this tower.
3: So... Celine, you hear Vice call out for you in a mildly panicked voice and then can faintly see the flash of his dancing lights come up.
1: So after noticing all the crates are from the most part destroyed and there's not really anything she can find, she's gonna go back up the web, I guess, to where he is.
3: <laughs>
1: okay. really great right, right there and like start making our way over trying not to touch the plate again, avoiding it this time.
3: All right <laughs> Um I will I... note that while you were investigating the crates, you did find two more plates
0: on the opposite side. Okay. I probably can't see a spider the size of my finger in the shadows. Nope. Am I standing like on a descending ledge or is this like all like what is what is this white line that's around me?
3: Uh, that? that would be a section of flooring that is cracked and is it's descending backwards from your perspective.
0: Okay. So I can get down, but I have to push towards the wall to get down. Like
3: it descends in that direction. Okay. so you could walk this way. And be fine.
0: And is this webbing like thick and spanning from wall to wall?
3: Yes and no. The filaments themselves are very thin, but, but numerous.
0: Can I look and see if, like, it looks old, or if, like, whatever spun this might still be alive and around?
3: guys uh, you know, you you you've got your dancing lights up. You can pass your dancing lights through it, and notice that it doesn't shimmer like fresh spider webbing would. It, it does seem to have collected a fair amount of dust.
0: I'm going to pass my dancing lights around it uh, just to see if there's anything else that would ignite if I let a firebolt loose on this.
3: Okay. Um. Not within your immediate visual range.
0: I don't like how you qualified
3: that. It really depends on how far you send your dancing lights.
0: Uh, I'm probably, I'm sending the dancing lights through this specific wall of webbing to allow me to be able to traverse north if I wanted to.
3: So, okay. so as you send your lights through the webbing, what you do notice is that there doesn't appear to be anything near the webbing that's also flammable. But you do notice that Below the webbing is a void, a massive hole in the floor.
0: Huh. Oh, that's less than ideal.
3: Celine, as you as you stand here at the bottom of this web, watching Vice just kind of moving his dancing lights all around and talking to himself. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> oh, did he go down on the bottom floor? Uh, there. Or like, where is he about he's right, right, right now? right next to you. Oh, he is right now? Okay. He is still right next he's, to
3: me. He's technically right next to you. He's, he's, he's right there. You're you looking at him.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna switch back to my draw form.
3: Very suddenly... You kind of hear Celine softly land next to you on the stone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've discussed this. You need to
1: warn me when you do that. Would you have rather I crawled on you as a spider no. and been squished? No. you're. F- that's fair. I figured this was a more subtle way than scaring the daylights out of you.
0: Well, either way, I was going to get startled. Uh, I don't... I don't think that those are teleportation circles in the way that I previously thought.
1: Um, n- No, from what I noticed when I tried to go across the floor to show you a book I found, I end up here.
0: Do you suppose the one way?
1: I don't know. Uh, When I was a spider, though, I went down to those crates down there. Nothing of interest, except there is two more circles down there.
0: There's crates? And Vice Mm -hmm. is gonna look and can't see that far because his dancing lights can't go that far.
1: They're it looks like they've been destroyed.
0: Were they like deliberately destroyed like the bookshelves or from what like
1: I can just... tell, yeah. Okay. Do I still have the book or is or did that go away?
3: Uh, you so the effect of wild shape you were carrying the book when you stepped in the teleportation circle with you the effect of wild shape is that anything you are carrying or wearing shifts with you so yes when you shifted out of spider form and you're talking to vice you're doing so with a book in your hand
0: (laughs) gesturing Ah. with a book
3: (laughs) it's like there's some crates over there and I happen to find a book I don't know what happened oh (laughs) <laughs> anyway here's the book I
1: found <laughs>
0: oh.
1: this is the only book I could find that's still somewhat intact all the other ones are destroyed and I'm gonna hand it to or offer it to Vice
0: uh Vice will walk close enough to be able to accept the book <laughs> <laughs> and then accept it as I'm assuming they're talking over a small gap yeah. in the floor. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you. And he'll like look at it quickly and put it into his bag.
1: I'm also gonna cast dancing lights as well, just to offer a little bit of extra light around here.
0: Okay. So you said they were crates. Yes. Pice is going to walk around the circle. Okay. How far is this gap?
3: This particular gap is
0: only about five feet wide. How far down is it? You cannot see the bottom. I mean, like, from, from level to level.
3: Oh. Like, do I think I could
0: jump across the gap?
3: They're level. Okay. Each section of this floor is, in this particular instance, is level.
0: Okay.
3: And what you're looking at almost looks like a slice in the floor.
6: Okay. Well,
0: I'm going to go look at the crates.
4: How and do
1: you propose we get down there?
0: I'm going to do a running jump.
3: Your strength score?
0: Eight. Or ten.
3: That's fine. (laughs) You can make make the jump just
0: fine. It's only a five foot gap. So Vice is going to uh, say, I'm going to go look in the crates. And as you're asking, how do you suppose we're going to get down there? You see him walking away from you, turn, and then sprint past you and jump across the gap.
1: In uh. seeing this, Celine's gonna copy you.
3: What is your strength score?
1: Uh, 10. Oh.
3: You two should arm wrestle. That's right. <laughs> you both successfully gap the gap and are now on the opposite side. And what you see before you are indeed Shattered storage crates. Hmm. As you look around, you may each roll investigation while one of you at advantage.
1: I'll give you advantage.
0: Mm. Mm, I think I think I'm gonna help Celine. I think I'm gonna help Celine.
1: Oh, okay.
0: He's exhausted.
1: That's right. That's right. I forgot. I'd rather
0: you do it and roll an
1: advantage than me and flat.
3: So, Celine, as you notice that Vice is breathing heavily and seems to be weighed down with fatigue, you kind of take the lead on this and start kind of rifling through the various crates.
1: Thank God for that advantage. I got yep. a 23.
3: <laughs> okay. As you're looking through these crates, investigating you find that the contents that were in them have been all but destroyed dust paper fragments any writings that were on them have seemed to have been smudged these crates were very deliberately destroyed however while looking through this what you notice is that it almost seems staged The destruction that you're seeing in front of you at first glance appears chaotic, as if someone may have gone crazy and just started destroying things. But then you start noticing scorch marks, magical scorch marks and drag marks along the stone flooring. you surmise that these crates at one point were quite organized, were destroyed, and then were deliberately scattered after being destroyed to make it seem like this was not a conscious decision.
1: I'm going to relay all this to Vice, and I'm going to point out like the scorch marks and drag marks and all of the other stuff as well.
0: Huh. I have to think about that. That's just bizarre. And we've looked through all the crates at this point, or just the ones near us, or near our tokens?
3: The assumption is that you guys have walked up and down and gone through all the crates. Okay. And during this time, you do happen to glance over and pass your dancing lights, and you notice the other two circles that Selene had pointed out.
0: All right. There's two more over there. But when I was on the other side of that web I did notice that the hole went slightly further down in another direction do we want to look that way or do we want to just go across to a tab I, I, let's follow the hallway
1: and see backwards. where it goes okay maybe we'll find our friends purp, purp, purp. <laughs> oh wait are we oh okay Careful that you don't want to sorry jump down. no I know I know I was trying to figure out where I need to go
3: so as you two return to the teleportation circle at which you had arrived you look ahead of you and find a long darkened hallway As the two of you continue walking forward, you find the hallway keeps going until down at the very end it hooks a sharp left. You see along the wall more destroyed bookshelves, books scattered in every direction, pages scattered across the floor.
0: There's mm-hmm. more shelves. I see that. Vice is going to start looking through this bookshelf as well.
1: I'm going to... The one in front of me I'm also going to look through.
0: Oh. oh! Fuck your disadvantage! 19. The other one was a dirty 20.
1: (laughs) Okay. You'll probably still find nothing. I'm not finding shit. I got a six.
3: (laughs) So, Celine, it would seem that every book that you pick up has been rendered beyond readability. Vice, most of the books that you pick up have been thoroughly destroyed, with the exception of maybe two books... That seem to focus on the history of this continent and the cultures and connections that have risen and fallen around this lake you find some instances of cultures that were completely devout, devout to glacius and worshiping the lake itself you find histories of cultures that lived upon the lake when it was thoroughly frozen but it it, it appears to just be a history of, of of that cultures that were established in worship of the titan
0: okay I will take those books and put them in my bag as well okay so I will study them later I found, uh, a couple of books referencing cultures and histories of, like, small gatherings of people that worshipped Glacius. I'll read through them another time.
1: Yeah, I haven't been able to find anything. Every single one of these books is completely destroyed
0: whatever was here didn't want other people reading its material
1: do you think it's that madman?
0: it's hard to say I mean with books with water damage in the middle of a lake in a tower that's sunken it's hard to say with any certainty that it wasn't Nature that did it, but I suppose but there was
1: those scorch marks on the other ones though that yeah, I showed you. what was that? So that's why I'm I'm wondering the same thing. Cause I I honestly thought it was nature too, but just the way everything looked kind of staged, it seemed a little odd.
0: I agree, it's bizarre. Down the hall.
3: As you continue
0: up this hallway,
3: you begin to recognize the bookshelves you had found when you first arrived. Even from this angle, you can see the clear signs of your own investigation. Books neatly stacked up when you realize that they weren't of any use. You appear to have arrived, or returned, to the section of this floor where you had originally arrived.
1: Oh, we just run around in a giant circle.
0: Well, we can see if the uh, metal circle takes us back. That'll be faster oh, yeah. than walking.
1: Yep. Yeah. I'm going to go up to it.
0: Vice will grab Celine's hand mm-hmm. as they both step onto the circle. That way they get taken to the same place.
1: Just in case, because he doesn't trust his
0: magic anymore.
1: Yeah, that's totally fair. She, yeah, didn't think about that.
3: As you two grasp hands and step onto the plate, you are instantly teleported to the same plate you were sent to the first time.
1: I guess you were right. Well Was I?
0: (laughs) Vice is going to cast dancing (laughs) lights I suppose I was
1: I'm going to recast mine as well
0: Well We can walk in a circle For eternity And just continually Come back to this plate Or we can try the other ones
1: I probably should try the other ones. Potentially see where one of them lead. Yep. I'm going to follow.
0: Alright, do you want to go on the far circle or the close circle?
1: Uh Oh, I don't know. Should we put the coin?
0: <laughs> sure. Vice will pull out a gold coin. Uh, heads is far, tails is near. Tails, it is. All right. Tell me the microphone picked up the sound. Oh, of it coin. did, it, and it yeah. was beautiful. Did. It
3: was sick. It was beautiful. It was such a good ting. All right. So as you two. Are you holding hands again? Yeah. I'm not about to
0: <laughs> not.
5: Yeah, no, no, no we're gonna hold hands.
3: So as the two of you grasp hands once again? The instant one of you steps foot on this plate. Are transported to what appears to be a relatively small room. After canc- casting your dancing lights and moving them around, this room seems smaller and closed. You see the plate on which you stand, one directly across the room from you, and one that appears to be standing on the remains of the floor, almost floating within a massive hole as if being held aloft by an unseen pillar.
1: Well, that's just terrifying.
0: (laughs) Did we determine if these plates are one way?
1: It's starting to look that way?
0: Because if we take a plate to that and there's no way out that's going to be a problem
1: so what do you suggest we do
0: maybe we determine if these plates are one way
1: alright so you want to go back on the plate that we were just on we know that one's safe alright
3: So you two gently grasp hands once again.
1: I don't think we let go of our hands this time.
3: Yeah, no, you guys continue to hold hands. It's very sweet. You step back onto the plate and nothing happens. Okay.
1: So
0: plates are one way.
1: Well, at least we know.
0: DM, can I investigate this plate? Sure. I'm trying to determine if, like, the sigils are different, Uh, you know, in the sense that, like, maybe there's a rune that's, like, a receiving instead of ascending or something like that.
3: Go ahead and roll Arcana.
0: Oh, thank you. It's actually something that I should be better at. I think I have proficiency in Arcana. Um... That's a 15.
3: With a 15, and having studied the the first plate that you came across, you do notice that there are slight changes in the runic carvings that would imply that these plates are one way.
0: Can I determine... based off of recollection like what might be something that indicates receiving as opposed to sending or would I need to study another plate you would need to
3: study more plates to be able to determine which is which okay
0: thank you well I don't think we can reach that plate on the pillar So I only have one way out of here.
3: From what you can see at your vantage point, the narrowest gap between the one on the unseen pillar is about the same as the gap you had cleared in the previous room. Though you judge that if you were to jump it and miss, it would have catastrophic consequences.
0: Oh. What I would what I would do to have. Levitate. <laughs> <laughs> I might offer my DM something if I got levitate, you know what I mean? Um. I want to try something. Try I something. want to try something. Um, I would like to enter my Titanborn form, and I would like to try to pull moisture out of the air and cast create, destroy water, and try to make a pool of water. Okay. Is there moisture enough in the air to do such a? Thing?
3: considering it's in the name of the spell to create water it doesn't need
0: to be there. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, see here's the problem though. I don't know that I can just create water in open air now that I'm thinking about it. I think I've fucked myself here. Can you can we define an open container is a room an open container <laughs>
3: What are you trying to do?
0: I want to create water to try to freeze it into an ice bridge. I can also do wall of water.
3: (laughs) Create or destroy water would not... You would know would not be able to create enough water for you to simultaneously freeze it. It would be... Extremely difficult to do both at the same time in a volume high enough to create a bridge of ice, as you seem to want to do. I
0: will cast wall of water. I'll walk over this way and cast wall of water. Okay. And reach out and focus into try to freeze it again. Okay. And so I'm, as
3: Vice enters his Titanborn form and walks up to the northern plate he manifests a mass of water and as it manifests across to this pillar it freezes as it moves creating an ice bridge Wow well,
1: that's one way to do
0: it. I figured this was safer than trying to jump onto a pillar. Yeah. I'd rather not fall forever.
1: No, I don't either.
0: Um, DM, standing on the edge of the of the wall, I'd like to investigate this uh, plate and see if I can read the runes, and determine what, or see what I can uh, determine.
3: Okay, roll Arcana.
0: Fucking disadvantage. Yeah. 13.
3: Due to having already studied a couple of these plates, you make a connection between this one and the first one you had found, and determine that this is a sending plate
0: not a receiving plate. If I'm correct, this should take us somewhere else. Alright. I don't know that I trust me, but you might.
1: Well, never know if we don't try, right?
0: Fair enough. Uh, Vice will come to the middle of the ice bridge and offer out his hand so you don't fall off of it into the abyss.
1: Slane will make her way over and then hold your hand and onto the plate. And onto the plate.
3: Two of you holding wet hands (laughs) step onto the plate. You are yoked. As you recast your dancing lights and send them around, you find yourselves in what appears to be a study. Again, all of the furniture, carpeting, bookshelves, tables, everything, appears to have been destroyed. Deliberately ravaged in some state of rage. However, as you look around, you find that there are no doorways into this room and you feel as if these teleportation plates are a somewhat intricate way to conceal this study. As you look around, you find shattered glass, bottles, vials everywhere. The stains of what used to be alchemical solutions soaked into the stone floor beneath.
0: As Vice uh, realizes where he is in this tower, his Titanborn form kind of just drops suddenly. As he's struck with this curiosity and wonder uh, that overtakes what would the Titanborn form would. And he's like. He's walking around the room and very, like, deliberately, notating whatever he can. Just in, it's just intaking as much information as he can. Uh, not necessarily looking through anything to search, but just consuming what he's looking at. Okay.
3: <clears throat> what is Celine doing?
1: Um, she. So Probably in, she probably would have noticed his form dropping as well. Um. Are you okay?
0: This is. a lifetime's worth of study. Just. destroyed. Lost. Probably mostly gone.
1: I know, I don't understand it. I mean, for what? doesn't... I, I don't know.
0: There has um, to be something here. There has to be. And Vice I, is gonna start just, like, pouring through fucking books. Anything. Yeah. Looking for any, um information that might still be legible.
7: Okay.
1: Celine yeah. would let go of Vice's hand and she'd finally make her way over here and start looking for like anything that's not destroyed.
3: Okay, I need each of you to roll investigation.
1: a six
0: again. I got an 11.
1: (laughs) I missed a crit.
3: As you guys are looking around this room, the the state of the room very much resembles what you had noticed before. That this place seems to have been destroyed though staged to make it look like somebody went into a fit of rage but as you're looking around you notice that it would seem that many of these bookcases and tables were searched before their contents were destroyed as if somebody was looking for something vice having the higher check you do notice that among the stains of the alchemical solutions on the floor, you find what appears to be long since dried blood stains under one of the tables. And you recall what Northam had told you about the discovery of Tinsmith's body.
1: Uh. After searching and not really finding anything, she's going to make a way back over to Vice.
0: Vice would probably be... Right here, you think? Just about, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I, I didn't know where you were standing. Yeah, um, I hadn't moved. Okay. Uh, I... You'll... Okay, go ahead.
0: Uh, You'll come up to Vice as he's like... St- as he's just staring at what appears to be a mostly collapsed table. Um, but he's looking down where it's meeting the floor, and you'll notice also, because he's staring at it, uh, dried bloodstains.
1: Um, I'm gonna look where he is currently staring. You know, I'm starting to wonder if the person that destroyed everything is the one that potentially died here or got hurt here, whatever this flood is caused from, and they did it as a way of protection, in a way? I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure. And none of this makes sense to me.
0: So... If this was the tower Tinsmith was working in, he drove himself to madness and took his own life. Why would he destroy his own study for doing it?
1: Well, I don't know if he knows anything over here, but where I happen to be looking, Everything was out of except it looks like someone was actively looking for something. Like, I can't tell what's missing, but there definitely is stuff out of place that doesn't seem right. What do you mean? <clears throat> well, like, you know how the last couple of rooms we've been, everything's been staged and, like, everything looks the same. Mm-hmm. Well, in this room, in one of the bookcases, it looks like someone was actively looking for something.
0: If I had my study and I was working in it so much that I was driven to madness, I would know exactly what I'm looking where well, what I'm looking for is. I'd put it back or would have it on a table where I would be using it. I would know what it is. Why would I be looking for it? I, I don't think that, I don't think that Tinsmith destroyed his own study. If that doesn't make sense. dm i'd like to look at this table a little closer if i can this one specifically
7: go ahead
3: roll investigation but roll flat
0: i already rolled a disadvantage but that's okay i'll roll it flat Oh, okay 15. exactly what you needed
3: as you're searching through this table You notice something familiar. Runic carvings on the underside of the wood. Much like the carvings that you had found on that crate on the second ship. Though these ones are runes, not numbers, and they do not glow when you touch them, but it reminds you of that. As you're looking at them, Your mind kind of clicks a few times. And at first glance, the runes may seem to spell out the name Glacius, but they're a bit out of order. order. You notice a few extra runes signifying extra letters. You think back to what your watcher said, the true name of Glacius. And you touch the runes to spell out the name, Lunudra. The there doesn't seem to be a reaction from the runes themselves, but the underside of this shattered table seems to click, dust falling to the floor, and a small cabinet underneath opens. Within it, you find three things. A leather-bound journal cracked with age, a small piece of parchment, and a strange looking, what you would assume to be a fountain pen, cast in glass with a hollow center. assign
0: a couple of handouts to you. Uh, sorry, stream, as I look at these. Actually, you get to look at them, too. Oh, look how pretty that is. And look at this. Very pretty. We'll look at those in a minute. Thank you. <laughs> um, Vice will take the um, pen and hand it to Celine, while he picks up the journal and sets it on the desk, as well as the piece of parchment, and uh, reads th- and reads the uh, writing on the parchment, which I will read aloud uh, for everyone here. <clears throat> to whoever finds this note. As I write this, I am being pursued by an unseen enemy. As you've probably noticed, I have activated the tower's defenses. My fear is that I got too close to identifying the Seventh Watcher, and now I will be killed for it. Please take this journal and read it. It contains my life's work in finding evidence of the Seventh Titan and its Watchers. Tinsmith. If Northam sent you, beware his manipulations. He is not what he says he is.
1: What does that mean um slain had been reading over your shoulder as well out of curiosity
0: what do you think that means beware his manipulations he's not what he says he is
1: i don't know i mean Maybe the journal will explain why they had such a bad falling out. Because, I don't know. It doesn't quite make sense to me. You know Northam better than any of us do.
0: Yeah, but that makes me skeptical of what I know about him. Make
1: that pen. It's interesting. Um, can I sense any magic from it?
3: Good roll, Arcana. Fourteen. Or Four the fourteen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, you do sense a somewhat powerful magical essence coming off of this pen. However, it seems to be lacking something.
1: Vice... This... Ten has magic. But... It's like there's... Something that goes along with it that I... I don't know what...
0: Yeah, let me take a look at it, and Vice will offer you the note. If you wanted to read it yourself.
1: I'm going to read over the note and try to study it myself and try to figure it out while I hand him over the pen. Okay.
0: One second while I write this into my into my character sheet.
3: Celine. As you're reading through this note, something catches your eye. Through all the talk of Titans and Watchers, it has always been described that there has always been that, that that for each titan, one watcher was created. However, in Tinsmith's note, he very specifically mentions the seventh titan and its watchers in the plural. This kind of stands out to you a little bit.
1: Gonna tap by on the shoulder. Vice, did you read the last line of this?
0: Yeah, where it talks about Northam not saying what or being uh, trustworthy.
1: No, about the part about the seventh Titan and the Watchers.
0: Yeah, I forget it was a man fearful for his life. You know, simple mistake in writing.
3: You think that might not be the case? Selene, as he says this, you look at this note, and even though you assume this note was written in in haste, there are no errors within the note. It seems to have been written meticulously, as if whoever was writing it, even in a state of panic, was very controlled.
1: I... There is no other errors in this note at all. That is the only mistake in this whole entire note. You of all people should know that that's a little suspicious.
0: If that's the only mistake, then it's probably not a mistake at all. Which means that everything we know about titans and watches is, well, not the case. Sounds like there's more than just seven watches for seven
1: titans. Yeah, but even the way he wrote this, it seems like he was controlled, like someone was controlling him to do this. And that was the only error he was able to put into this.
3: Uh, Not what I meant when I said that. Oh,
1: oh, oh, sorry.
3: It implies that he had a lot of self-control even in a moment of panic.
1: Okay, sorry.
3: No, I should have been more
0: clear. So, if there's a seventh Titan and it has multiple watches, how many watchers do you think
1: it has? It's hard to say, but from what I know of watchers, is that there's only like one for each, tit- each Titan. You said, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, and all of the all of the lore. Every time that this has been explained, or you know referenced within your time of learning about this is that for every Titan that gave rise to the plane when they fell they left behind a single Watcher the remnant of their power and for each Titan there has only ever been one Watcher. Albeit omnipresent it strikes you as odd that this one would have broken into several or more than one
1: It makes me curious what's so special about this particular titan, that it would need multiple watchers instead of one.
0: Clearly it was more powerful than the others if that one going... if it going rampant can disrupt reality as a whole. I don't think that... Well, I mean, it would disrupt life if... Lenundra, Glacius, were too, uh, run rampant, but I don't think it would disrupt reality.
1: We really should try to find the others. And let them know what we found, uh, found so far.
0: You're right. Though, I want to give these desks one more check. Um, Vice is gonna go through the other desks and see if he sees those same runes on any of the others.
3: Okay. As you walk around, very carefully inspecting, it would appear that no other tables or pieces of furniture have anything like what you found.
0: Alright. Um. I suppose there's only one way out, and it's not through the plate we came in.
3: Okay. As you two walk up to the other plate, hand no. in hand, I assume.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna extend my hand out.
0: Vice will take it. <laughs>
3: you stand here hand in hand and step forward onto the plate. You find yourselves in a much smaller room, almost completely overtaken by a large spiral staircase. The path upward seems to be completely blocked by stone, but the path downward appears open.
0: vice is going to walk over to this plate and inspect the runes on it.
3: Having familiarized yourself with this, the runes on this plate appear to imply that it is a sending plate. However, the destination appears to be the first plate you stepped on when you arrived here.
0: We could do the circle again. Wait, don't think you say that's the first place you we stepped on. You mean like the original room uh-huh. that we woke up in? Ah, uh-huh. we could do the circle again.
1: <laughs> I don't think that's the best idea. At this point, I'm starting to really worry about our friends, and if they're even still alive or where they are. We should start the ascent downstairs
0: something tells me that if anyone's dead, it is... Hang on, I'm gonna roll a d4 to determine who Vice thinks might be dead. It might be Moss. (laughs) Hey man, the d4 chose!
7: Oh
1: god! (laughs) I think she
3: did the most damage in the last combat, so...
1: Oh, (laughs) jeez.
0: I mean... Uh a tortle might find himself very comfortable in a tower in the water and let his guard down in an unfortunate time. So we need to we need to go look for our friends, I agree. There you go. I
1: don't see Moss being that kind of type, but yeah, we, we, we should get going. I mean, I'm if curious. he's walking
0: around with... Assuming everyone else got split, if he's by himself or with anyone... You never know.
1: That's true.
3: Are you guys still holding hands?
1: I.
0: Would don't you have know. let Vice's hand go when he walked over to the plate?
1: Oh, yeah, I would have. Yes. That's right. You did do this. Yeah. I would have.
0: Hang on. We're determining something by a coin flip. Oh. Out of force of habit and sheer tiredness. Vice reaches out for for Celine's hand before descending the stairs.
1: (laughs) She'll take it, knowing that Vice is tired.
3: (laughs) All right. Hand in hand, you each cast your dancing lights to afford yourself, or at least Vice, a little extra visibility.
1: As you begin to. uh, Cast mine as well.
3: As you begin descending the stairs, you continue deliberating over what was discovered after reading that note. And you walk for what seems for quite a while. and You keep walking in what seems like endless darkness until you begin to see a faint light as you continue to descend. And I apologize, Moss and Lucius, but at this point it would be appropriate for us to take our break when we return we will rejoin Moss and Lucius on the next floor of Glacius Lakes Tower.
4: Save the best for last.
3: That's kind of the idea.
2: Moss Before... is going to sneak up and snap Lucius's neck to prove he's not the one that
0: died. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go to break, I do want to say happy birthday, Viking. Yes,
6: happy,
7: happy birthday, my birth. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, uh, buddy. Happy you birthday do. to you.
3: It's
7: never right. Oh, I never birthday. forgot.
3: I never forget. It's Gary's birthday. We're going to have mammoth stew, like we always no. do.
5: <laughs> yeah.
3: You, you guys found the mammoth. We did. And guess what? Guess what? I've been saving up my earwax. I made
7: a candle.
5: Uh, Gern, <laughs>
7: Gern wants the marrow inside them tusk. Okay, you can have whatever you want. It's your birthday.
0: Okay. Uh, Gern, I know that you've never met me before, but Kint told me the other day that it was your birthday and you reminded me of my friend Thrym, so happy birthday, man who's <laughs> like Thrym.
7: Pint, who's that? Oh, that's, that's my new lizard buddy. His name is Cax.
0: Hi, don't eat me.
7: Did he work in your shop with you?
3: No, I just kind of found him. He's wandering around all, like, lost and shit.
5: <laughs> what if we bring back Cax to work with Kent? Cax <laughs> had his own store.
3: If you guys ever get to the interior we'll find out. Alright, <laughs> we will fight. be back after a short break. We look forward to seeing you when we return. <laughs> I still stand by what I said. Putting the rope on Celine as a snake was the first step in her domestication.
0: I agree. Um, before we're back, like officially uh, I do want to say that we actually have a second birthday. Um, I don't know if Razor's still in the chat,
6: but it's also Razor's birthday. Oh
3: Cool. Happy birthday, Razor. Oh, Happy, birthday Razor. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Razor.
5: Happy birthday.
6: Happy birthday. Did you originate on a Friday, too? Because that would just be fucking ultra rad. <laughs>
0: Let's find out. Was your birthday Friday the thirteenth, or is your like your proper oh no it wasn't. Get
6: wrecked. I still still feel honored to share a birthday with you, my friend.
3: All right, and officially, welcome back. We've returned from our break where we had many discussions about Well, Celine being domesticated and various other bear jokes. Are we all ready to jump back into this?
0: I I saw Zeph bite his tongue and and not make a bear pun. I I saw him do it.
2: I do have to say, though, so the rope was the first step to domestication, and then after he jumped, he made her heal.
3: You can hear Zandy squeaking on his Yeah, I
5: heard that.
3: (laughs) You broke Zandy. (laughs) You broke Sandy.
2: She's <laughs> getting some leash training in.
3: <laughs> All right.
4: What can I say? I'd like to lead the way.
3: Oh, my. Fuck. All right. And we return.
5: they're
1: no quick
3: <laughs> And we return. Lucius and Moss. You find yourselves... A dark and damp corridor the darkened stone around you is covered in a thin layer of slime mold the remains of several stone statues they strewn across the floor as you look around the various sections of wall appear to be barely holding themselves up as this area within the tower you presume seems to have succumbed to quite a bit of damage as if it had been stricken with a great earthquake. As you stand here and look forward, trying to let your eyes adjust to this extreme darkness, Lucius has lifted his eye patch, allowing his false eye to glow forward with the brightness of a torch. And I believe, Moss, you lit an actual torch? Yep. Okay. So as the two of you stand here with your sources of light, just faintly ahead of you, you can make out the dimmest orange glow coming from around a corridor in front of you.
4: Yeah, Lucius is going to make his way towards it.
2: But, not uh, to follow.
4: Where do y'all think the others went to?
2: Beats me. And if we just kind of popped up like this, they probably popped up
4: somewhere, too. Do you think it might be a good idea if we uh yell for them?
2: I mean but it heard but
4: um yep. I we can do make it that real that, loud.
2: You have that uh immense presence I felt underneath us too, so
4: maybe it may not be a good good idea to know that we're here
2: yeah that's kind of what I'm thinking
3: as you guys turn this corner you find a small section that seems to have been set in from within this corridor like a closet without a door as you look along the wall on the back side you find what appears to be a small orb of glass glowing a gentle orange.
4: I'd like to ins- inspect it. Maybe do I have any knowledge of something like this in the past?
3: Uh, roll investigation to start. Uh. hmm
4: have to use the uh, built-in dice. I've got my dice in the car.
3: Oh, you're fired.
4: (laughs) Yes, I am. Uh, D20. There we go. Seriously? I rolled a natural 1. And... My investigation is a 1. So I got a 2.
3: You got a natural 1. As you're investigating this, what you f- think it is, is a ball of glass set into a stone wall. And it appears to have a light orange glow to it. kind of reminds me of my eye. Oh,
4: He reaches over and picks it up.
3: Uh, it's set in the wall. As soon as you touch it, it sinks into the wall. And you hear what sounds like a great mechanism begin moving, grinding, and rumbling. And then you hear the collapse of stone on either side of you. And then silence as the dust settles. Uh,
4: I do not think that was like my eye.
2: Maybe we don't touch things.
4: I, you know, I will leave a touch into your sophisticated claws.
2: As long as nothing fell on us. <clears throat> Which direction did the. You s- just all around us, or like.
3: Because of your positioning, with the walls on either side of you, it sounded like it came from both sides on the opposite of the walls that appear to be to your left and right. Okay. Um,
2: Might as well see what got knocked down. Start walking this way.
4: Lucius is going to have his axe ready as he's walking around the darkness.
3: You guys step forward you find that a section of the wall has completely collapsed. As you look in, there appears to be a faint teal glow coming from a recently revealed
6: room. Okay.
2: Check this out, then. Keep walking towards it. slowly enter into the room.
3: I close the door. As you step in, what you immediately see is a massive, long disused fireplace along the wall. Water is trickling in through cracks in the walls, pooling on the ground beneath your feet, soaking into what appears to be a tattered, Gold carpet. Golden color, anyway. Shattered, multicolored glass lines the floor at your feet. Spread everywhere. As you look to your left, you see rotted and shattered pieces of furniture floating within the shallow pool of water. Broken, mold-covered, ruined furniture stand along the wall opposite the fireplace. To your right, you see a massive hole in the floor. And just beyond it and around it, you see more shattered furniture, destroyed bookshelves, and what appear to be three more glass orbs set into the wall, each glowing a different color.
4: Does it appear to be like a like the furniture was broken in a fight or just just like old age?
3: Uh, roll investigation. Three. From what you can tell, it is shattered furniture that has succumbed to the rot of being submerged in water for a long time, but you cannot discern what broke the furniture originally. you know what
4: i'm gonna leave uh those orbs to you this time
2: all right i'm gonna check the fireplace real quick also carefully make his way over to the fireplace
7: okay
2: and there's water
3: trickling out of the fireplace uh, yeah, the wall from within the fireplace appears to have been cracked, and water is trickling through it.
2: Okay. Moss is, like, going to peek his head into the fireplace and, like, hold the torch and look up.
3: Okay. As you hold the torch in and then look up, for the length of, for, for the reach of the amount of light that the torch can provide, you see the interior of a large chimney. But beyond that, you don't see anything. On the exterior of the fireplace, what appears to have once been a grand carving, has what appears to be the remnant shards of a glass statue. And the remaining pieces of this statue are what are giving off this teal glow.
4: He's just going to pick up one of the shards.
7: Okay.
3: As you pick up one of the shards of glass, with the light emitted by your false eye, it seems almost prismatic. As the light passes into it and through it, it splits into many different colors. The, the iridescence of this shard of glass is impressive. I say, it's rather kind of pretty.
4: Too bad it's broken. He just tosses it to the side. If the one out there opened a door,
2: maybe the ones in here do too.
4: Mm, that might be a good idea. A thought worth exploring. Do you want to touch one of the ones first or do you want me to
2: Go take a look at him first. So, how far across is this
3: hole? The hole itself, at its narrowest, about 7 feet. At its widest, about 10. However, there does seem to be a path of not hole to its right. Start
2: making his way.
3: As you venture upward, massive, dense spiderwebs seem to line the ceiling and walls, cascading downwards and you find yourself kind of pushing them out of the way to move forward. You don't see any movement from within the spiderwebs, and as you push them away, layers of dust fall to the ground. This place is so long, abandoned; even the bugs left.
2: It would appear that way. Be careful.
3: As you venture closer, the orbs along this wall appear to be blue, green, and red. that for your reference, blue, green, and red from top to bottom. Thank you. You're welcome. Also within this section of the room, you find a shattered table, broken almost nearly in half by some great impact with pieces of rock lying around it. And along the wall, a bookshelf, also mostly crushed by a large slab of rock. The books that lay strewn across the floor are completely, or look like they had at one point been completely submerged in water but now lie dry. Do you presume that any water that had filled this room has since drained into this hole?
2: I'm gonna look through the books and
3: the to
2: see if I can find any that are salvageable.
3: Okay, go ahead and roll investigation. Uh, 14. With a 14, it takes you some time, but you do find one that seemed to have gotten pinned between the bookshelf and the stone and was not subjected to the water. As you pick it up and leaf through it, it appears to be written in a language you do not understand. However there are intricate drawings of what you recognize to be many of the fish and other aquatic creatures that you encountered during your travels here.
2: I'll uh, turn to turn around to Lucius and be like Hey uh, Lucy, can you read this?
4: Lucy. Interesting name. Yeah. I'll take a look. He's uh gonna take the book and page through it.
3: You see intricate drawings of various aquatic life, some of which you recognize from your time on the lake so far. However, you do not understand the language in which it is written. Because I don't believe either of you speak Elvish.
2: I do not.
3: (laughs) They're too busy holding hands to read a book for you right now. Okay. So, one of you pockets this book.
2: So, Tomas, it would appear to be written in the same language as the book he found that he asked Vice if he could read.
3: Yeah. Okay. So, you know it can be read, just not by you.
2: Bice can read that language, so if it's important, then he'll know. Yes, we'll check out the lights. Okay. What? Come on. Blue for Do
4: water, these... green for land. Ready
2: for fire? I don't know. Could be. Do these lights seem to have like a magical aura coming off them at all?
7: Cardinal
3: Arcana.
2: Not that Moss would know. It's a three.
3: Can't really detect it. You're not entirely sure.
2: Well, mm-hmm. oh, what color would you prefer?
4: Well, we can always do the way my pappy used to pick things. Eenie, 90 yeah. Uh, uh, he's going to close his eyes, twirl his hands, and then point. And it's, it looks like it's to the, gre- to the green.
2: will reach forward and slowly touch the green orb
3: okay as you touch it the orb which is about halfway set into the stone the orb is no more than like six inches in diameter you touch it ever so gently and it kind of sinks into the stone an extra inch or two and as it does once again you hear the grinding of mechanisms and then the collapsing of stone but the sound seems very distant from where you are now. I guess it's
2: just indoors.
4: Just press all of them. Hope for the best. I'll take blue, you take red. Okie dokie. Lucius will push the blue.
2: And Moss
3: will push the red. Okay. Moss, as you press the red one, once again the orb sinks in just a little bit. You hear the grinding of mechanisms and the crashing of stone. But this time you just faintly hear the crash of stone into water. This one seems to have been more distant than the last. But as you hear the crashing of stone, it lands into water, and as you stand here waiting for silence, you begin to hear a louder sound of flowing water. You've grown accustomed to the trickling of water from the fireplace, but in this instance, it seems like more of a rush of water. Lucius, as you press the blue orb, it goes to sink in, but not as much as the previous words. You hear the grinding of a mechanism, and then a loud CHUNK as something seizes, and you do not hear the familiar sound of falling stone. As you two stand here, waiting for something, anything, you begin to hear the clink of glass just to yourself. south. it grows more and more loud until it sounds like large shards of glass grinding against each other. And then you begin to hear light footsteps on the soaked carpet to yourself.
4: south doesn't sound great. Sounds like a fight to me. Lucius is, uh, gonna move forward. You best announce yourself, otherwise we're gonna have to clash blades.
3: As you begin to step forward and call this out, the only sound you hear in response is the grinding of glass on glass, a high squeal and scrape. As you step forward, you begin to see three small humanoid shapes seemingly formed from the various shards of glass that have been strewn across the floor, now reformed, and bearing sharpened arms in your direction. I need you both to roll initiative.
0: some of us got to take a flight some of us got to hold hands some of us got real combat <laughs> right.
3: with such a small turn order I'm not going to ask for what you rolled especially because we're eventually in sequential order Moss, you're up first While Lucius has taken the forward point in this moment, you can now see these small humanoid-shaped beings made completely of shattered glass, grinding, scraping, and beginning to make their way towards you. Okay.
2: Before he moves, because it worked with the last two things, boss is going to try and talk to these things in (laughs) Aquan. Okay. Power seems to speak awkward
3: <laughs> Power seems to speak aqua.
2: Um, we don't mean you any harm. We're just trying to figure our way out.
3: As you say this, there seems to be no reaction from these things. Okay. As if they do not know you're even speaking.
2: Also move. Uh... 15 feet to there, and he is going to hold his action to act this thing if it gets close enough and tries okay. to attack him.
3: Fair enough. Lucius, as you stepped forward, you heard Moss speak in some kind of garbled language and then step forward and brace himself.
4: Lucius is going to cast Shield of Faith on himself. That's a bonus action. And then as an action, he's going to move forward and slow, uh, use the, his axe to smash at the, uh, the first one.
7: All right. Go ahead and roll the attack.
4: Okay, that's going to be a 26.
3: This is just a standard attack. Uh, yes. Are your weapons magical? They are not. 26 hits. Okay, then. D8.
4: to be seven slashing
3: okay as you swing your axe forward and impact the chest of this creature while its head only comes up to about your solar plexus you swing your axe down and the shards of glass that make up its form seem to kind of separate around your weapon but as you pass through, you catch a few of them, sending them flying off in random directions. You feel as though your attack did not deal as much damage as you'd hoped.
4: Oh, this is gonna be a fun fight. Uh, And uh, that'll be my turn.
3: Okay, Bringing us to the glass creatures. The first one is the one facing off with you, Lucius. It's going to reach up its small arms comprised entirely of sharpened pieces of glass and try to stab forward with them. You watch as the pieces of glass all kind of move in one motion, flowing forward as if they were liquid. For a 21 to hit. It does not hit. second one is going to step towards Moss I believe triggering your attack your held action
2: yeah I'm I'm abiding okay first one is a 20 20 something hits yeah 26 and the second is a 21
3: both hit got all damage
2: Uh, six... oh wait...
3: Yep, sixteen in total. Sixteen in total. So as you lunge forward to bite down on this creature, Lucius, out of the corner of your eye, you see what appears to be a dark green shine around Moss's mouth. As he bites down on the creature, tearing a chunk out of its body. Moss, you take two points of piercing damage as you just bit a pile of glass shards.
2: I thought that might happen.
3: That creature is going to try to attack you, Moss, in retaliation, for a 21 to hit. That'll hit. Of all things. Dealing five points of slashing damage as it thrusts its arms forward, scraping along your legs and torso with moving shards of glass. And the final one, I'm going to walk around and attempt another strike at Lucius for a 14 to hit. Does not hit. That will end their turns. Moss, you're up.
4: Okay.
2: Moss wants to attempt to pick this thing up and yeet it down the hole.
3: Okay. Uh... That would fall under grapple, so what's that? Athletics versus athletics or acrobatics?
2: Yep. Uh. Uh, 22. Yeah, 8 rolled an
3: 8. Okay. So you grab this creature in its semi-fluid glass form in both hands, grab onto it, and it's like picking up a, a child and you just kind of toss it backwards over the fallen stones behind you. It falls. Where, where did it go? It's right there, okay. It falls down this hole. And you never hear it land.
2: I'll just glance over at Lucius. No, that, that seemed to work.
3: Anything else for your turn? <laughs> nope. Okay. Lucius, you're up. You just watched Moss yeet this thing. One of the things. Into the hole.
4: Gotta love the uh, efficiency of that. Is it possible to grab two of them at one time and to throw them? Like grab one by, grab them by the wrists and throw them.
3: You are welcome
4: to try. Okay, he's going to drop his axes, grab them by the grab them however he can—wrist, neck, scruff, whatever glass can count for it—and he's going to try to uh, chuck them. Okay, go ahead and roll athletics. I miss my dice. Um, That'll be uh, an 11.
3: With an 11, you manage to grab one of them. I need you to roll another athletics check. That'll be a... 22. Moss, you have to duck as you watch one of these creatures fly over your head, dash itself against these stones, and a shower of glass falls down the pit and disappears. Yeah, I'll give them time to reflect. Anything else for your turn?
4: He's going to sidestep. You're welcome to toss the last one, and offers the, the last one at Tomas.
0: Okay.
3: The last standing creature looks at the hole, looks at you, Lucius, and lunges forward with a 23 to hit.
4: Yeah, it barely hits.
3: So in this instance, oh, all right. You take 9 points of slashing damage. As this creature lunges forward, sending its spiky shard arms forward, it manages to get under your armor, scratching against your stomach and torso, and then rips it back. And you see the bits of glass that make up its arms are now covered in just a bit of your blood. Moss, you're up. And that's okay. just
2: so Moss will walk over to this one. There. And he's going to attempt to do the same thing, but, like, grab it and, like, do a full circle and throw to get more oomph on it.
3: Okay. Go ahead and roll your check. 23. Yeah, roll the 6. So as this thing pulls back, its arms now faintly coated in Lucius's blood, you pick it up from behind, and you see it flailing as you toss it across the room, and this one hits the stones several times, sending glass shattering in every direction until the majority of it disappears into the void.
2: Oh, that made things easier.
4: Yeah, if fine You'll have to try that again
7: sometime.
2: Do I still hear, like, rushing, rushing water, or is, has that stopped for the most part?
7: No,
3: you still hear... Heavily flowing water. I wouldn't say it's rushing. It's not like you're sitting next to white water rapids, but it's like a great volume of water. It sounds like draining. Okay. Find
2: the other doors, then. Moss will start making his way well. out.
4: Lucius will follow
3: as you walk forward that's supposed to be a wall alright as you guys leave this corridor where I should have put a stone wall you see a large stone section of wall that faintly resembles the crumbled walls that have fallen each time you touched one of these orbs. This one, however, appears to be still intact, and it looks like it tried to move out of the way when the orb was touched, as if it was supposed to open, but failed in doing so. I'm thinking this used to be
4: the blue orb.
2: is how do we uh get it down
4: uh you and me can try to kick it real hard and dislodge it got
7: okay
2: i will walk up to said wall
4: ready it's a wall yeah Alright, right i'm ready when you are sorry Two, one. And
3: kind of try to kick it. All right. Each of you roll athletics. That would be a 23. Me too. (laughs) All right. With both of your 23s, you kick and pull at this wall trying to move it in the direction it seemed to want to move and it does ever so slightly is this gonna wall is much slightly. heavier than you had expected
4: this is going to peek in around the corner
3: so as you look in what you see are the remnants of more shattered statues and what appears to be a large stairwell leading upwards.
4: Yep, yeah, it seems we find our way up. He's gonna go all the way through the door.
2: I will follow if it's big enough
3: to get through. Moss, it, it takes you a bit of effort, but you do manage to wedge yourself through.
2: we just go up, then. Sounds like a plan.
3: As you two approach the base of the stairs, which is on this side... Yeah. As you two approach the base of the stairs and begin to ascend, you find that it rises up into darkness until you begin to see a faint light and hear discussions about petting an owl and understanding when you should stop about the seventh titan and the implications that it may have more than one watcher you recognize the voices of your companions
4: looks like we may have found our compatriots
3: alright here's
2: what we're gonna do I'm gonna carry you in and you pretend you're unconscious. Why
4: why would I do that? Cause it'd be funny. That could be. Yeah, let's go ahead. <laughs> He's going to play dead.
2: And Moss will carry Lucius's body <laughs> into the room.
3: Okay. Celine and Vice, you are the first ones to reach this dimly lit section of the room or of the stairwell. As you descend, continuing your conversations, you see Moss struggling to walk up the staircase, holding Lucius, Princess
7: Style.
1: Wait, us or? Nice. It? Okay Well I guess you were wrong Moss wasn't the first to die
0: I, I didn't th- say he was the first to die I said that he was Potentially going to be hurt
1: mm.
0: But I'm glad it wasn't Moss I'd rather be Lucius than Moss
1: Yeah, I agree with that, actually.
0: Is he alright, Moss? (laughs) Um,
2: I don't know exactly what it was. Some kind of gas or something. He was ahead of me, and he just fell down.
0: DM, I'd I'd like to roll Insight, and I would like to request Advantage, because I know that Moss has healing magic.
1: Can I give him advantage? Because I also don't want to.
0: Yeah, but you
2: also know Moss burned a lot of his healing magic when he had to fix himself.
0: Do I? Yeah. D- I don't Behind know I him. Know that. DM, I'd like to roll insight. Your, your discretion.
3: Moss, deception. Selene advice. Okay. Individually, roll insight <laughs> as you should. Okay. <laughs>
1: Oof. Nothing's getting back past the lane with a five.
2: 23.
0: <laughs> well, I suppose we shouldn't go down there then if there's gas. But, uh.
1: But we can't go up though. Because it's all blocked up there.
3: Crystalline Gurn. As you are descending the stairwell and you begin to see this faint amount of light, you begin to recognize it as the dancing lights cast by Vice and Selene. As you continue to descend, you seem to be hearing the chatter of poisonous gas, Lucius having fallen, and maybe we shouldn't keep going down if there's poisonous gas. And it is about this point, descending the spiral staircase, that you find the rest of the party.
7: There is really soft owl people upstairs.
5: Crystal is just looking down a bit and nodding. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Are we not going to address the dead men in, in Moss's hands?
1: Ugh. <sighs> I suppose I can heal him if he absolutely needs it. He's
0: dead. Should we just bury him? Or should we... turn him into a statue? You know, Moss, I don't think this is as funny as we thought it was gonna turn out to be.
7: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my god, the dead man speaks. Oh! Oh my, Titan, the dead man speaks.
2: m <laughs> Set Lucius back on the ground. Uh, yeah I thought that was gonna be funnier yeah
4: actually kind of hurt a bit I expected I some bit more of a reaction
0: to be to be fair uh I've known Moss longer
4: actually I'm a little hurt just just to let you know. That you would prefer me to be the one.
1: Lucius, even though I'm still pissed at you, <laughs> I was still willing to heal you.
4: <laughs> and that regardless. I do appreciate. I appreciate that.
5: I uh, don't think I would be. Completely.
7: I am not surprised. Kern wasn't surprised to see you <laughs> in Moss's arms. Are they cozy?
4: But what's this about, uh,
0: owl people? That doesn't answer my question. Are his arms cozy? Yeah, a little on the scaly side. Okay. Yeah, what owl people? Good. But what?
5: <clears throat> um. Yeah. Like there was owl. There was like an owl person and like other bird people.
7: She told me her name was.
5: (laughs) You like pet her. Interesting. That that
7: seems about right. She was really soft. It felt like Meme Silk. We got to toss crystal children into a hole.
5: Like, what is meme silk? Please.
2: I mean, it's meme silk.
5: No, I. Um.
0: I don't think she knows who meme is.
6: Oh yeah. No,
1: she never met meme.
6: Okay. So turns and (laughs) you like out of complete surprise, like, wait, no, you're right.
0: Okay, so. Gurn, uh, we're just going to keep this quick. Gurn was raised by goblins that lived on the mountain, and the the like the village elder. Her name is Meme. She's a very kind and loving uh, goblin woman that has an infatuation with silk. <laughs> Gurn keeps a piece of her silk in his trousers.
7: No, not anymore. The last one He's- I gave to her.
1: He yeah, yeah, he gave a it back.
0: In his trousers.
6: But she gave me this. And Gern pulls the meme doll out from under his shirt.
5: Um. Okay.
6: Wonderful woman.
7: That's why Gern is a mountain goblin. Um. Gern. Like.
5: Oh. Okay, good to, like, know?
2: God, I wish I had the awaken spell.
1: (laughs) So... You... So, pointing to Crystal and Vern, you saw owl people, and then she turns to Lucius and Moss, and then you saw Crystal children?
4: Yep, and then we just threw them into a hole. Yeah, Oh, be... easier.
1: Why would you throw Crystal's children into the hole?
2: Crystal has children? To
1: break them. <laughs> I'm Sorry, like, I, I do? kids?
2: No, no, no not, not Crystal's children. Moss <clears throat> will stick out his tongue and pull a piece of glass out of it. Children made <gasps> out of it.
1: Oh, you mean glass. Okay. I was a little confused. Oh,
0: crystalline.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah crystal. Okay. okay. Sorry. I, I didn't make the connection. I was a little confused.
0: <laughs> I thought she was a bit young to have kids. I, I thought so, plural. too.
1: That's why I was a little concerned. I was like, oh. But
4: I'm and not, not one the judge.
1: No, As I a, wasn't either.
0: <laughs> and I suppose if you were to have children, you would just send them off into a lake. If you're that young. <laughs> Makes sense.
2: And they get saved by owl people.
0: Makes a little less sense, but <laughs> unless the owl people are part stork,
7: no, they had a bear fish in their nest,
0: like a whole one.
7: The bone.
0: I am glad oh. you guys made it out safe book with owl people. Got it.
7: Chris Chris Saw said that you were afraid of me.
5: Um, yeah. They were afraid of, like, both of us. They thought that we were gonna, like, kill them. Oh, also, um, like, they said that the tower, um, it comes alive? Which kind of Like when are the, the when there's like No like moon
2: It comes alive
1: That a little uh concerning
7: Yeah And we were not on bottom of tower when we went into Me and Chris are on top.
6: And Gern's looking up.
0: Alright. Mm-hmm. and I found teleporters.
1: Yeah, we also found a few books that were not completely obliterated.
2: Oh. Um, yeah, that's. Me, me too. But I can't read it.
0: That's just because you oh. can't read.
1: You found a book too?
2: Yeah. Probably not worth it, but I figured since it's the same stuff Vice read earlier that he could read it and see if it was worth anything Oh, I'll hand the book to vice
0: I hope you know I was kidding about you not being able to read I was just wondering how you do that What? I'm just fucking with you. Oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the book from Moss
7: Okay
3: As you look yeah. in the book The writing writing on the cover is clearly in Elvish, very intricately written. Um, As you're reading through it, you determine that this book is basically a logbook for biology within the lake. The diversity of creatures that, that live within this lake.
0: This is... fascinating. So... Hmm. Apparently those bear fish are extremely territorial. This is like a... Uh, sorry. This is like a, 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 a book of lake biology for, for Glacius Lake, for this lake there must have been one or multiple uh, eldish people that were studying the biology of the lake
3: as you thumb through on the cover page you find Tinsmith's signature
0: oh Tinsmith was an elf or at least he knew Elvish. he wrote this He, uh, he was the one keeping this book.
5: So I'm like, does that help us?
0: No, I don't know. I'm just gonna keep reading about these bearfish. Up to 900 pounds! That's insane.
2: No way there's, like, a code or anything in there that helps us get out of here, is there?
0: Uh... I... I
4: there might be further down we can go
0: I don't I don't think so this just seems to cover the biology of the lake unless DM hmm. would there be anything in there about no. the tower itself
3: no the, this book is strictly on the biology of the lake however no. Moss and Vice having been the ones who have actually thumbed through this book uh and having been the ones who spent the most time, I need you both to roll insight. Celine, you can choose to roll insight on this as well, having read the note that was found.
1: Okay. Ooh, got a good one.
6: Uh, 12. 21. 15.
3: Celine, as you're looking at this book, And, you know, just kind of, you're standing right next to Vice and you're looking over his shoulder, looking at the book, and you see Tinsmith's signature, and you're kind of glancing at the book and it's written in intricate elvish. And you think back to the note that is still in your possession that you and Vice had found, and you think on the handwriting of that. And then you remember something. When you were in Sheraton with Northam, And you presented him the scrolls you had found within the collapsed tower at the base of glacia's spine he told you that the scrolls had been written by tinsmith and that the last scroll had been written as he went mad something clicks and you realize that the scrolls were written by someone else the handwriting doesn't match up
1: Who has the scrolls, or do we not have them anymore?
3: They should still be in your possession.
1: Oh, they're still in my visit. Um, okay. I'm gonna take the note out. Um. Vice is holding the book?
3: Yeah, Vice has the oh. biology book.
1: Hey, Moss, do you still have the scrolls by chance? Go. Yeah. Can I see one?
2: Sure. And also reach into the bag of holding and pull one out. Hand it to her.
1: So she's gonna look... At the book. the She's gonna look at the writing in the book, in the scroll... And in the note. And then she's gonna show it to Vites. As you look again, at I'm these. assuming he's like right next to her. So. Yeah. As the, two of you,
3: her. as the two of you look over these three items... While all three are written in different languages, the book and the note, you notice the intricacies in his lettering, how careful he is with how he writes things, how deliberately he writes his letters. Compared to the scroll, the book and the note are very different. And the scroll almost seems rushed, but it's fairly obvious, the scroll was written by someone else.
0: Moss, can I see your map? Yeah. DM, I would like to look at Moss's map, because at one point, uh, I believe that Northam had written on the map
3: Yes, Northam had taken Masa's atlas to mark the locations of the towers.
0: And I would also like to compare that to the writing in the scrolls and the writing that I've seen Northam do in the past and see if those are the same writing.
3: It's a match. From what you can tell, the handwriting is equally slanted and rushed.
0: I don't think Tinsmith went mad with his work. I think Northam did. This note, and your Mo- advice is going to hand Moss back his atlas. Uh... This note says, I can't remember what it says. Celine, would you be able to read your note?
1: I actually put the note right next to the book that you were holding. They're like oh. side by side with each other. I don't have a handout sheet.
0: Oh, I thought that went out to everybody.
1: Okay. <clears throat> the note
0: says, you know, I'll pull it up for the stream again. You're welcome, guys.
3: Uh, uh, Celine, it should be in your handouts.
1: Oh, it is in my handout? Oh. Yeah, I, I, I did assign
3: off. it. I assigned it to you as well. When okay. uh,
0: Vice handed it off. But yeah. I'll pull it up
1: yeah. for the stream anyway. Oh. Yep, it's there. Never mind. I got it. Do you still want to read or do you want me to? No, you got this. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna read the note then to whoever finds this note as I write this I am being pursued by an unseen enemy as you probably notice I have activated the tower's defenses my fear is that I got too close to identifying the seventh washer and now I, be, I will be killed for it please take this journal and read it it contains my life's work and finding evidence of the seventh titan and its watchers tinsmith if Northam sent you, beware his manipulations. He's not what he says he is.
0: So Tinsmith according to Northam took his own life. I believe Celine and I ended up in what would be a study. And we found this note found an old journal that I would believe to be uh, Tinsmith's and uh, a pen but the way that he writes is very deliberate and you can see that in this book here but the scrolls Northam claimed that he wrote as well which matches with his writing, Northam's writing, not for Tin- uh, tinsmiths.
1: Did Northam just send us on a wild chase?
4: I'm starting not to like the sound of this guy.
0: I don't. What do you think, Gun? What do you make of this? I, I, I need to think. I'd like to think how you think for a moment.
7: Um. Okay. <laughs> well, Northam, um, we were at. Your mom's um he said Gurn is special and the world is ending then we found Ushis after Mas kills Shatin. We'll get to that. We get to the fishing village and we kill the people and get the boat and go on the lake. So, now we're here.
0: That does catch us up.
2: got tower in Hastelm, We got thrown into the trials. What if we weren't supposed to make it out of those?
1: That's what I'm starting to wonder.
2: If he sent us here because he thought the tower, the trip to the tower would kill us.
0: Alright, let's...
6: DM?
1: I knew I had.
6: Yes? Could I run insight or something? I'm, I'm not sure. I want to recall the boat that we passed in the travels. And I wonder if Gern recognizes that boat, the sunken ship that we that everyone else um, found the notes on that was, like, with the, the sealed cabin there. Does oh, Gern what about recognize it? that boat from his early childhood, like, when he, when he traveled?
3: Given the trauma bonding? No. Okay. The boat that you guys discovered at the bottom of the lake? was distinctly different from the boat that you were taken on. You, you would recognize the style was very different.
0: All right. Let's, let's think about it this way. Let's think about it this way. So let's assume that... Whatever Moss talked to on the lake that called Northam the Betrayer was right. Okay, well, let's just take that at face value. Northam betrayed... It, 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 putting this together, Northam betrayed Tinsmith. Okay, Northam...
1: Why, why the... Selene's gonna, like, gently place her hand on Vice's shoulder. <laughs> I know it's a hard pill to swallow. Well, no, hard it's, to.
0: It's trying to figure out the motive.
1: What if? What if he's trying to destroy Watchers in a way? I mean, why why do you think he called us all to where he is? There had to be a reasoning behind it, right? To want all of us to be there.
0: Okay. So what I know about Northam is that he's very absorbed in his work. He is determined to learn what he can about the Watchers. And he's the last of... There was, I think he said there was three of them that did this. He was the last one. So... His obsession with his work drove him to the brink of insanity and he wrote the scrolls. We know that. We know he wrote the scrolls.
1: But didn't you mention he was a very secretive person anyway? I mean, from what I remember when we were in Hashtome, he kind of just left us all alone to do whatever we wanted for hours on end we don't know what he could have been up to what he could have been doing
0: I believe that's where he was absorbed in his work so what heal me on this one what if Tinsmith was getting close to discovering what that seventh titan was and what the watchers are that remain of it and out of obsession-driven insanity he hunted down tim uh tim smith and murdered him claiming that it was tinsmith that was driven to insanity and took his own life because northam wanted to be the person to discover that tinsmith took up shelter here, putting up the defenses and basically commanding the tower to keep Northam away. That wasn't enough. Which explains why everything was organized and destroyed and then moved into a chaotic state. Fucking Northam murdered Tinsmith.
5: Um, so, like, if really old dude, uh, murdered him and is possibly a bit crazy, um, is your mom in danger?
0: Potentially, but maybe not. I did... Probably not. She's probably fine.
5: (laughs) I mean, like, are you sure about that? No, not in the least.
1: Well... Maybe we should finish up here and then, like, go interrogate Northam
5: Um. also about everything
1: like, we found.
5: Northam, like, sent us here. What if, like, he didn't expect us to be able to uh, survive, like, coming back?
0: Then he would accrue another team. Uh, here's, here's why I think his motive for sending others to the towers is who is potentially in his studies he's aggravated someone or which is why his tower was destroyed by a dragon, right?
1: Yeah, but didn't we discover that dragon had a really bad owner?
0: According to him who murdered Tinsmith.
1: Yeah, that's true. Hmm. This is also
0: taking the, everything at face value from a man who's dead. So, uh, we're not, we're not going to get the full picture from this. Unless the journal tells us more, but, I mean, I don't think that the bottom of a tower that awakens is the place to sit down and read a journal with a nice cup of tea.
1: Well, there has to be other clues somewhere in this tower where Northam potentially didn't go where we could find more answers here. So... Maybe going down more would have us get our answers.
5: Um, like, you think the psycho who's potentially has or is murdering Vice's, like, mom, um, it didn't go through the whole (laughs) tower? By the way, so when, um, when Crystal is talking about this, she's kind of thinking about Vice's mom and kind of moving her hands around. Unknowing to her, she has a cast sending. So. Oh. Crystal is technically transmitting her end of the conversation to Vice's mom. (laughs) Oh, no.
3: In the short lulls. In the short lulls. (laughs) When Crystal isn't ranting. Crystal, in your head, you hear the sound of Vice's mother. I, I'm i not entirely sure what this is. I'm fine. Northam hasn't been here for a while. Whoever you are.
5: So, uh, you see Crystal suddenly looking very, very confused. Um. Uh. (laughs) Vice, I I think your mom is, like, alive. I I don't know how, Uh, but I think I just heard her.
0: I think this tower might be playing tricks on your mind.
5: Um, so, like, um, I heard her say that she's and she hasn't seen, like, Northam? But also, I don't, like, know why I would hear her. Wait, where
1: where would Northam go? He was still in rough shape when we left. We haven't been gone... that long? I mean, he could still barely walk last time we were there.
7: Gurn was thinking. What if Northam is Tinsmith?
1: Oh. No, that wouldn't... I mean, that would be an interesting theory, but I don't know. I don't think so. We, we found blood in one of the rooms we were... uh Exploring.
0: Yeah.
7: There's also bear fish bones upstairs. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not going to try to lie to and I thought about it.
1: <laughs> no, no, I, I have too. I thought about the split personality thing. I'm not going to lie. I've, I seriously have. Crossed <laughs> my mind.
0: <laughs> so, but... Hang on. So my mother's fine and Northam's gone.
1: Unlike potentially. No,
0: where, where did Northam fuck off to?
1: That's what I want to know. It doesn't make sense. Why would he? Where would he go? He doesn't have anywhere to go.
5: I don't know. Like your mom's voice in my head didn't like say anything about where he went.
0: What do you mean my mom's voice in your head?
5: I don't, like, know. <laughs> what do you mean
0: you don't know? How did you... Just, like, Can you talk was... back to her?
5: No. <laughs> I don't... Know.
0: I don't... Uh, oh.
1: You must have cast some kind of spell or something to be able to communicate well, like, with her. I don't know. The one I
5: have doesn't work.
1: What's Which spell? one?
5: Crystal just looks down a bit and shrugs. I'm like... Sending it, but it it doesn't work.
0: Do you mean it doesn't work?
1: You know, it just like doesn't
0: actually work.
2: Um, I would say it worked that time because that was. It like could have
5: been because it it didn't work before.
0: Do you mean, like, the way you know it doesn't work, or the spell in its entirety doesn't work?
5: When I use it, it, like, just doesn't work.
1: Who did you try sending a message to the first time you tried getting it to work?
5: That, like, doesn't matter. Let's just...
1: Well, maybe it does matter, because maybe the person you were trying to send it to just couldn't receive it for some reason.
7: I heard you get bad reception <laughs> under train carts. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh my god! Crystal's <laughs> just not, not responding. She she just takes this couple steps away, oh not saying god. anything to anyone. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yaren got it right on though.
7: Chris, I was just kidding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you try this spelling one more time and see if it works? By simply. I don't know. I don't know how the spell works, but. I don't know, thinking of Vice's mom and then asking where Northam went. I don't really know how that works.
0: Maybe you're more in tune with magic now.
5: Uh t- Okay, like I I used it before. I, I I took a while uh like learning it. Um before I went to um Interior, I like tried contacting my dad several times this felt like just it doesn't work oh mm-hmm.
3: as she's oh. saying this you notice that crystal's body begins to glow very brightly in orange and reds her eyes shift to a um. bright orange color, which then rapidly shifts to black and purple as her body is wreathed in flames. Um. protruding from her back (laughs) protruding from her back are large black and purple flaming skeletonized wings Uh, does she
4: do this often?
1: no I have never seen this before this is new I don't Crystal. Lucius's
4: hands are going to start resting with his axes by his side
3: Crystal you have now hit five points of stress Ouch. as you have been forced to relive the fact that this spell failed to communicate with your father Making you believe that you may have been the one who killed him. We've discussed the terms. We have. Please proceed.
5: Alright. Now, Gurn was the one who brought up <laughs> her father. Oh, no. Crystal is casting Fireball on Gurn.
3: Gurn, Lucius, Vice, and Celine, you are all within the radius. You all need to make a deck saving
0: throw. Of Firebolt? Fireball. I heard Firebolt.
5: Yeah, I heard Bolt. I,
3: I said heard Ball. ball. Bolt? Oh.
5: Yeah, I said Bolt.
3: Oh, alright. Roll to attack. Fucking hell. Zero's trying to kill us. Well, you pushed the buttons. <laughs> Please.
0: <laughs> Arson, please enunciate. I don't want to be fireball. <laughs> four.
3: Plus your spell attack modifier. Ah, uh, yes. No way you have a
5: four. Oh, yeah. Are spell
0: attack modifier is a oh, minus
5: wait. four. I have to roll two. Yeah.
1: Did I still need to roll a dex save? Uh, no. 12.
3: Oh. So Damn. that will not be his one. AC in this moment of anger what seemed to be her eyes pouring black and purple flames outward she raises a hand and shoots a dark purple stream of fire towards gurn he deftly ducks and it crashes into the wall just by just behind vice Crystal stands there, massive wings out of her back, wreathed in black and purple flames. Seething. You all can feel the heat emanating off of her.
4: You need to calm down. He's going to cast Create Water over her and drop 30 gallons of water on top of her.
3: Okay, okay. Um, as the water falls upon her, most of it drops to the ground and begins evaporating from the heat she's emanating. That which hit her body immediately begins to evaporate, as this is technically magical flame and cannot be extinguished by regular water. wasn't trying to extinguish her, just trying to... Well, you got her attention. Yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah, you got her attention. Um. Let's see. You know, we thought I said Fireball before. So, um. You know, she's casting Fireball. And Lucius.
3: Uh. I'm gonna give y'all a chance here as she does this and begins concentrating a small mote of fire between her hands fixated in Lucius's direction
6: can Gurn sprint forward and drop kick her in the chest <laughs> oh my god
3: <laughs> you're welcome to try go ahead and roll to attack
6: Well, I rolled the 15. I don't know if I have any plus to unarmored, but... Your unarmed strikes are what? Plus strength? Yep. It's a t- dirty 20.
3: Does that hit,
6: Crystal?
5: Uh, yeah. Okay. So,
3: so Gurn, you rush forward and dropkick. Crystal in the chest. Um, upon making contact, you take four points of fire damage. And Crystal, you take. What, what is your strength modifier, Gurn?
6: Plus five.
3: Alright, you take six points of bludgeoning damage. Gurn, you are now Kirish. Crystal Roll a Con saving throw.
5: Alright. Oh, that's low. Let's see. Uh seven.
3: Upon impact, her hands split and that mode of fire breaks. You lost your concentration on casting the spell.
1: Yeah. Salen going to run up to her not necessarily attack her but run up crystal I'm sorry that we upset you you, you gotta come <laughs> like trying to be as like sympathetic as possible like trying like she saw what happened to Gurren, so she's just trying to be em- empathetic a little bit as much as she can.
3: Okay. We'll get to that in a second. Moss?
2: Moss is going to walk up to her and put his hand on her shoulder knowing he's going to get burnt and just lightly tap her shoulder. It's it's okay, Crystal.
3: Calm down. Alright. You take five points of fire damage. And I need Celine and Moss to roll persuasion. And Crystal, I need you to roll insight.
0: Mm-hmm. Can I assist? And I, I can I can give you a way I will assist. With their persuasion. How would you like to
3: assist?
0: In seeing her in this frenzied state, I would like to pull out my lyre and play the song that Crystal had taught me in the Interior Tavern that was of her own creation.
6: Mm. Fuck.
3: Alright, Selena Moss, advantage.
1: Thank you for that advantage. That definitely helps because my first roll was a nat (laughs) 1. So, I got a 22. Dirty 20 thirteen
3: You believe that at minimum these three are attempting to sympathize and break you from this rage. But in this moment both Gurn and Lucius are may not be on your side.
7: Crystal yeah. If you're gonna be mad as someone be me. So go ahead and hit me.
3: Lucius, are you doing anything in this moment? Um, no, he's he doesn't know
4: crystal well enough to to <clears> the <throat> comforter. And he's fairly certain she's never liked him to begin with. He's going to let her friends do what she needs to do. His axes oh. are drawn, though, and prepare.
0: Can I insight the situation? to see if Crystal like is cool with me and thinks that I'm on her side and like trying to get her to chill the fuck out and realize it's gonna be okay
3: Having heard Gurn say if you're gonna hit anyone hit me, you see her focus shift entirely to Gurn. she is not paying attention to anybody else in this moment
0: Vice is going to run down the steps besides Lucius grab his axes and shove them downwards. Put those away now.
7: Just know that Gern thinks you are part of his family and he didn't mean to actually hurt you.
3: Crystal, you hear Vice running down the stairs towards you. You're surrounded by the people you've been traveling with for weeks now. You are staring into the eyes of Gurn. Your arms are raising to grab his neck and wreathe him in flame. Then he says that he considers you part of his family. Gurn, roll persuasion at advantage. Uh, uh,
6: 14. Crystal insight
5: can you repeat that
3: Uh, please roll insight
5: 11
3: as you raise your hands to grab his throat and he says that he you are part of his family a little piece of your heart breaks and your flames begin to dwindle In this moment, you all noted what you hadn't noticed before was that Crystal had begun to hover just a few inches off the ground, her wings unmoving, but she was floating in fiery fury. And she begins to lower. Flames dwindle and the wings recede. And she is left standing there, her hands raised, practically at Gurn's throat, tears streaming down her face. Crystal, you may remove three points.
6: Gern is going to attempt to give Crystal a hug.
5: Crystal is just going to allow it, and she'll hug back a little bit.
7: And Lucius is... I'm sorry.
6: And he gently um, pats her back.
5: Okay. She she's just nodding, not saying too much right now.
1: So seeing Crystal finally showing emotion for once. <laughs> <laughs> um, Celine's gonna kind of walk over not like still keeping your distance um you're I consider you family as well Crystal' We're kind of all a family at this point
5: Crystal nods hearing that um she's not speaking much right now but for a reason she knows she won't be able to uh keep up the voice she normally has and she doesn't want everyone else to notice
0: Vice still has his hands on Lucius's axes and he like kind of pulls at one of them to get his attention Mm -hmm. and with his other hand he'll pull down his face covering just a little bit so you can read his lips and he very clearly mouths we're a fucked up family and puts his face covering back up and lets go of the axe <laughs> before walking down the stairs
1: I know we have things to do I'm addressing like everybody at this point but perhaps we should take a rest because I imagine everyone is tired at this point, after everything we've been through. And... I'm going to turn back to Crystal. I imagine you want to take some time as well. Um, yeah.
7: And Vice, he pushed big boat.
1: Yes, I know Vice is exhausted. <laughs>
0: Ice feels fine. I feel
6: fine. Gern I, I reaches over fine. with one finger, puts it against your shoulder, and just gives you a little prod against the wall. Gern, you have very long arms, my friend. Gern uh-huh. stretches his arm back to himself. <laughs>
1: Perhaps we should find a spot so all of us can kind of rest before we get to potentially the next challenge. Is there.
0: <clears throat> was there anywhere safe down here to rest? Um. It was all just kind of.
2: Buns. Basically, but there was those glass things that attacked us, but
0: Maybe if we just take a short breather to catch our breath and uh, Proceed that would be best because I don't I Don't like the sound of this tower
2: Yeah, especially when it comes to life apparently that's sure.
0: <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> And we have to find our way out.
2: And there's definitely something pretty strong underneath us.
0: Something under the tower?
2: Yep. Yeah. Where we came from, I used my, uh, senses to just kind of prod around looking for you guys, and... I have never felt a Celestial being that powerful before.
1: Perhaps we'll have the answers we're looking for, but I think that should wait just a little bit longer, just so everyone can kind of recover and have a chance to rest if they need it. We just gotta find out where it would be the safe place to rest.
2: I mean, this probably be about the best.
1: That's kind of what I was thinking, too.
0: DM, have the cobwebs in this room burnt away? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: But because they're part of the map layer, I can't remove them.
0: No, I just wanted to verify.
3: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much all the webbing around you is just gone.
6: Even the dust burned away fully Hmm. disinfected
3: kind of yeah
0: at least you're
5: wow she really cleaned it
0: (laughs) well if we're gonna rest for a short while let's do it here I can take
1: first watch
0: I don't think we should be sleeping I think just having a sit and a rest for a short time. Alright. Vice will descend the stairs and sit against the wall and continue to play the song he played to calm Crystal. Okay. Distinctly missing a few keys from another instrument.
5: After a bit, Crystal is going to join playing and um, she's going to also use a uh, song arrest.
3: One thing you all notice as Vice and Crystal are playing this song of Crystal's creation, while Vice is faithfully recreating the parts he was taught back in interior and Crystal's rendition of this song appears to be being played a bit more slowly a lower tempo, even dropping an octave. This version of the song, while nearly identical in notes, seems much more somber. But with the echoing of this stairwell, it creates a peaceful, if melancholy, tune. And I assume you're using your Song of Rest ability? Yes. The piece that this music ensues seems to be magically laced. During this short rest, if anyone would like to roll hit dice. Uh I believe what what do they add to that?
5: Uh it says if you are any friendly creatures that can who can hear your performance, regain hit points at the end of the short rest by spending one or more hit dice. Each of those creatures regains an extra 1d6 hit points. Alright,
3: so anybody who is rolling hit dice for this rest may roll an additional d6 on top of it.
6: That put me back up. I should dropkick you more often. (laughs) (laughs) Would anything else
3: like to be done during this hour? As you all sit here, trying to regain your bearings and taking in what just happened with Crystal. As you all sit within this stairwell.
1: Celine's just kind of processing all the clues and paperwork that... Well, not paperwork, but like all the paper we've gone over and everything that's been talked about trying to figure out what to do now and contemplating communicating with her watcher about it, but wondering if that would do any help anyway. So she's just kind of thinking to herself about it. Uh, I'm going
4: to use a Harness Divine Power and regain a. Oh, wait, never mind. No. Uh... Regain a first level spell slot. Okay. Lucius is seriously contemplating whether or not long term partnership with this team might be beneficial for his health.
5: Good thing to think about.
0: It's something that Vice would or wish you would have considered sooner. Now it's too late.
5: I mean, it's been horrible to Crystal's health.
4: Now you guys are throwing out words like family.
6: Gern kind of was, <laughs> was thinking about pulling out a bedroll and rope. But it would have just caught on fire.
0: <laughs> Vice is still just going to play as a liar. Uh, there's not much you can do.
2: Moss is just going to wait till I. It-
3: Ready to go again. Time Baseco ticks
1: on. At the moment.
3: As time moves on, you can all hear the gentle dripping of water immediately around you. And faintly, through the crack in the door doorway that was opened by Austin and Lucius, you can hear what sounds like a great mass of water draining somewhere distant on this floor the hour passes at least one of you will believe that it is time to resume your investigation what you will notice however is that during this time while playing her song crystal has kind of sequestered herself to the corner of this chamber keeping an avid distance from the rest of you
2: so what uh, you guys ready to go yeah, I might as well get it out of the way. <clears throat> um, yeah. Alright, <clears throat> so we going up or down? There's still two doors we haven't checked
1: yet. I might as well go down, considering Gern and Crystal already went up and there really wasn't much, I guess.
7: Ow people mm. Very, very soft.
2: Okay. <laughs>
3: Some muscle. We <laughs> use his way back through the door. As you walk across the floor here, heading your way back towards the doorway. You happen to look down, and in the ample light provided by various people, dancing lights and and whatnot, you notice a seam in the floor that seems very similar to the doorway that you and Lucius had pried open. You feel like there may be another pathway down at the base of the stairwell, but it may need to be opened first. Okay.
2: I inspect the seam to see if I can find a triggering mechanism.
3: As you pour over this, it seems to be identical to the one that you pried open. This requires a trigger, and in your experience on this floor, you must first find the trigger. Alright.
2: So, we got another door here, but we gotta find out how to open it.
7: That looks like a floor.
2: Yep, so did the other ones before we found out how, how to open them. There's like glowing balls you gotta push in to the wall. Bo- hope they work.
1: Can I inspect it to see what kind of trigger, whatever it needs? to open Ma- it.
3: Moss just said it.
1: No, like, like, so... Celine's totally met up. Celine's Selene's wondering, like, if the pen would work on opening it.
7: There
3: doesn't appear to be a keyhole.
1: That's, this okay, is this, that's this what is I was a wondering. a slab of
3: stone and as Moss has described, it, it, it acts like the door that he and Lucius pried open. Okay. It requires that- a trigger and then it will open.
1: Alright.
6: Gern is gonna look around for a glowing ball.
3: <laughs> Within the room you are standing, you do not see the glowing ball. With the exception of the myriad tiny glowing balls being cast by the various magic
0: users. Vice puts one against the wall, seeing Gern like track them. <laughs>
6: Oh. oh he runs over to it and he presses it against the wall
0: it dissipates as it impacts the wall
7: did it open uh no
1: i'm gonna start looking for anything out of the ordinary that i can find like on the walls or the floor
3: As you look around this room, you don't seem to see anything that seems out of place. It's large slabs of dark stone covered in a thin layer of mold, dust, and what little bits of cobweb crystal didn't burn away as you all step out of the stairwell. Having had new revelations, each of you making your own discoveries of the nature of this tower in the nature of yourselves. You brush off the ash. And you need to wonder what's really going on here. And that's where we're going to end tonight's session.
2: Hooray, encouragement is being encouraged by a crazy person.
1: Are being sent to her death. I renamed
5: Yay, all this. Ice's mom isn't dead.
6: True, true. Neither what is you, the party.
5: What did you rename it? Yeah, we're Except still chatting. <laughs> oh, Emilio, I'm, Paul, yeah. nice.
4: Really? The uh, perception's bad under carts?
3: <laughs> yeah, re- reception's bad under train cards.
5: I got the DM from you after that that that, that she was going to explode.
3: <laughs>
5: yeah. I was like, oh they shit. They brought up your dad. Yeah, yeah they, they brought up-, up your
3: dad. I looked at your sheet. You were at four points. They brought up your dad. They were forcing the question,
5: they brought up sending. Well you, you brought, brought up, up sending.
3: Some, you yeah, brought, yeah, up yeah. brought it up. The, the thing that but pushed they, you to five points was the fact that they kept pressuring, yeah, to find out why you felt it didn't work. There's
1: a asking. lot of trauma around that spell. Well, Celine was just trying to like figure out like why you were carrying Vice's mom because, like, Celine doesn't have sending. She doesn't know how that works. So that's why she kept pushing you, not realizing that you were going to explode. She's just trying to, like, get it.
6: I can't wait to see what our animator does with that scene, though. Right? Uh, what? <laughs> that's going to be fun. Crystal just starts fucking losing it, dude. <laughs> like, oh, yeah? Blast! Gurn quickly dodges. Like, fucking, what was that? Lucius I can is, think just of is like, like a Dragon Ball so i I'll of put this pain. bitch out. Here's 30 gallons of water and it just turns into steam. She's like, Oh yeah? You really want to do that? Starts conjuring a giant flame. Gurn's <laughs> like, uh <laughs> full body jump, double leg fucking kick to the chest, send you across you know the room about into that? the wall. <laughs> she
5: can't be prone.
6: Huh. So I just, like, booted you and you lifted up into the air a little bit?
5: Yeah. In that Lucious, form, I so... cannot go prone.
6: She so... could have just fucking still blasted me anyways.
4: <laughs> Lucius is now realizing he's with a whole bunch of emotional children.
1: <laughs> Lucius is a child. I was gonna say, Lucius is just as much as a child as us. Worse. So,
0: what I was gonna do before drop kicked her is Vice is gonna run down the stairs and conjure up a wall of water in a ring around him and Crystal and then freeze the wall around the two of us in his Titanborn form. That would have been interesting. And it's like, I'm trapped in here with you, but you're trapped in here with me. Like, we need to calm down. I Uh, mean, there might be
5: potential for that in the future.
0: Like, this is not gonna end well. I, I, I mean,
1: I thought this. it was, like, wicked sweet Gern saying that she was family. That's just, like, that was adorable. My heart. My I know. I was
5: like, no, <laughs> don't throttle Gern, please. Poorly. <laughs> yeah, I, I had burning hands up also. Oh, You're no. Gonna burn
6: Gern's throat.
1: <laughs> oh, no. She would never be able to be look a at Gern cool. again.
6: It'd be a pretty cool scarification tat. Just two hands like this.
5: Crystal <laughs> would never look at Gerd again.
6: I might have you do it for him.
0: <clears throat> Alright. Crystal,
7: remember when you were gonna burn my throat? Can you- <laughs> <laughs> Crystal, I need you to take this blue stuff and burn it into my throat. So I can have a tattoo like Sween. Oh my word.
0: I love, I love that it's crystal, moss, lucis, and Sween.
6: <laughs>
0: and ice. Yeah, and then your ice. ice. <laughs> Sween. Yeah.
6: Sometimes,
5: sometimes your yeah, vites.
6: Sometimes vite? your vites.
5: <laughs>
0: I love Crystal and Sween though.
5: You know, <laughs> like, those are solid. Crystal so- should uh copy him since she started with those weird nicknames.
6: Yeah. Sween. <laughs> and I call I call Lucius Doctus.
1: <laughs> <Duchess. laughs>
6: uh.
3: Well, oh, gorm's okay. hilarity aside, well played folks. I hope you enjoyed tonight. I'm sure I'll be getting plenty of DMs. <laughs>
6: some
1: so point. much emotional damage.
6: <laughs> you are the DM.
3: Ah, I am. Thank you all for joining us as we roll through the night. We look forward to seeing you all again in two weeks, as next week will be the continuation of Graves One-Shot Unfay. Uh. In two weeks, we shall return with our main campaign, the continuation of the Continuation of the exploration of the Glacius Lake Tower. Thank you all and our inner
6: selves. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night. Good evening. Thanks for joining.
0: Can you talk to me, like, sweet?